Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. This show was previously recorded. Mississippi State and Ole Miss getting set of this series between these two schools that dates back to 1901. And since the year 1915, with the exception of World War II years, these teams have met on an annual basis. It's a foot race, and Walton is going to go all the way. That's running room toward the goal line, and the corner scores. Rapid in maroon and white. This ball game is officially in the record book. Picked off by Ole Miss. Down the sidelines goes Bridges. He's taking it to the house. Touchdown, Rebel! Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Thank you for being with us. First of all, happy Thanksgiving. And second, happy Egg Bowl Thursday. Guys, what is up? We've been counting down. We've been waiting. And it is finally here. Mississippi State and Ole Miss coming up tonight in Starkville. I love Thanksgiving. I love the Egg Bowl. Thanksgiving, the only day of the calendar year where it's acceptable to say the word moist. It's the only day that I'll allow it. It's still terrible. It's terrible. Turkey must but be moist or it's no turkey good. Dry turkey, moist. no bueno. That's right. That's what gravy is for. Also, it's the Egg Bowl, my favorite college football game of the year. So this is my day. I love this day, and I'm looking forward to it. Thanksgiving is your favorite holiday, right? Yes, yes. Now, granted, Big I don't have Thanksgiving guy. dinner until Saturday, but I'm sure I'll find somebody's turkey to pick off of today. Well, and I'm, but I'm that's like what I was thinking. Sounds. I mean, if you need to know how much the Egg Bowl means to Brian Haydad, he takes his favorite holiday and says, you know what? Favorite holiday of the year, Mr. Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. I'm going to push you 48 hours down the road. I'll see you on Saturday. It's going to be okay. You'll have to survive. That's what it means to him. That's what it means to me. Yes. Love the egg bowl. I just thought here we are. you were a big fan of Pilgrim's. Shout out Malcolm Reed for the recipes, by the way. Okay. Oh, what, what are you going with? Depending on him exclusively for his smoked turkey and Mississippi pot roast. Oh, Mississippi pot uh, beef on Thanksgiving is a good call. Yeah, putting that in the mix, man. I, I mean, yeah. the way Malcolm does his turkey, I add one thing, and it's Cajun butter mm-hmm. injector. Oh, I yeah, just, yeah. I just add that, that to it. Um, but too many people are beholden to the turkey or the ham. Like, why not? I know prime rib is a Christmas thing. If you got it. Prime rib is great on Thanksgiving. I've drop it on Thanksgiving. If you want to do a chicken thing, drop it on Thanksgiving. Why not? I got, so, I got a 16-pound turkey. I got a four-and-a-half-pound pork loin. And we're having some kibbe. So oh, it's going to yeah. be a good day. Attaboy. Well, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just going to have to disagree with you on this front. Thanksgiving is a holiday that is about tradition and doing it the traditional way. I am 100% with you. On Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, going the uh, the beef tenderloin route or the steaks route, if you prefer, or whatever you like, whatever your family tradition is. But Thanksgiving is about turkey, 
and dressing and sweet potato casserole and some green beans or green bean casserole and mashed potatoes. The, the sides are fine. You can have all the sides you want. But go back ham. to the first Thanksgiving. There you go, ham. Go back to the first Thanksgiving. They had deer. They had quail. They had everything. They, they had corn. off the land. They had corn. Yes. Yes. Like Be careful there. So a great day, <laughs> Thanksgiving, but also a great day because we finally get to stop talking about it and what we think is going to happen, and tonight we get to see what actually happened. And that's what we'll do tomorrow. Obviously, we're going to recap the Egg Bowl in every possible way that we can. But this is kind of our last opportunity to preview this game. And so we're going to get to two questions coming up later. What must Ole Miss, what must Mississippi State absolutely do to win? What can they absolutely not do if they want to win? We'll get to that coming up. But we've all talked about it ad nauseum. We've looked at it from every single angle. So on this final afternoon before we get to the game, what is the number one thing that you were watching for, Michael Borky, I'll start with you. Game within the game here, Mississippi State's offensive line versus Ole Miss's pass rush. That that is stole my thing. Well, you got a you got a couple minutes. Come up with another one, I guess. But that, that, that's the <laughs> that, that's the key to the game is because the rush three drop eight has not worked against Mississippi State the last few weeks. You are having to bring at least one additional guy from somewhere to get pressure. If you cannot get pressure on Will Rogers. If you got eight men in coverage, it doesn't matter. Somebody's going to get open eventually. He will find him. He is as accurate of a quarterback as there is in the SEC right now, in the country right now. If you give him time, he will find you. So where does Ole Miss get pressure and how? Because although I think Sam Williams will be playing on Sundays next year, I don't think he can do it alone. If you just bring three, State can double him. They can use backs to to help. Probably not Charles Cross very often in this game. Uh, Stop Sam Williams. So will Ole Miss be able to get pressure and how? Are they going to bring Chance Campbell like they have done on a lot of delayed blitzes and other things? Is it going to be safeties? Are they going to stunt? What will Ole Miss do to try to generate pressure? Because if they can't get pressure, it's going to be a long night here in a few hours. A long, long, long night if they can't get pressure. So how are they going to try to do it? Because the rush three didn't work two months ago now in Fayetteville, and you saw what happened. Since then, they've been mixing up uh, fronts, they've been mixing up back-end coverages as well, and how they've brought pressure, and it's worked. Will that work tonight? Key to the game right there. What about you, Ed? What are you watching for? The quarterbacks. This is a good old-fashioned quarterback duel we're about to get. Two of the best in the SEC, two of the best in the country. Uh, Corral you know, started out the season super hot, had a fantastic stretch in the middle of the year. Then we had the ankle injury. You know, the rushing number sort of went down, but the passing has still been there for him. Been really great back there in the pocket. And Ole Miss has weapons. Will Rogers, sort of the opposite. Started out slowly, but now he is maybe the hottest quarterback in the country. This is as good as we've had since probably 15 with Kelly versus Prescott. Um, and that was a day where I, Prescott didn't have his best day that day. I think both quarterbacks are going to have great days today. And I, I know, Richard, you don't agree with me, but I think – the guy who hoists the trophy at the end of this game, if his stats bear him out, is going to get the Connerly trophy when we're down there on Tuesday. Well, that may very well be the case. I'm going to go a little bit different. Hayden, I know both you and I agree with what Michael Borky was saying. Absolutely. Borky's with, with regards to the number one point. To, to Mississippi State's offensive line versus can Ole Miss get pressure? Because I think that's the area where you can really 
kind of knock Will Rogers out of his game. I think about the Arkansas game. I know the numbers were pretty good, but he was a little less accurate in Arkansas in the game against Arkansas lost that Mississippi sure. State had. Yeah. And Arkansas got some pressure on him. Even if it wasn't a ton of sacks, they made him uncomfortable, kind of got him moving a little bit, and didn't give him the time to just kind of sit back there. Because to Borky's point just a second ago, if you give him time to sit back and survey the defense, he can go option one, option two, option three, option four, still not there, back to option one, check down, option one, boom. He just went through six reads in a progression and he avoided a negative play. Might not be a huge play, but he avoided a negative play. But I want to step away from that and say that I think one of the things to watch for in this game is big plays. Which team is able to get more big plays? Now, they the big plays might come in different ways. Because one of the things that you could see from Ole Miss is big plays in the running game. Ole Miss is the number one rushing offense in the SEC at 230, almost 231 yards per game. But on the flip side of that, Mississippi State's rush defense is third in the SEC, giving up 96 yards per game. If Ole Miss is able to create some seams early, Jerry Ely's been running really, really well as of late. If he can hit a couple of big plays in the run game to loosen things up, maybe that's a good sign for Ole Miss. You think about the way the game began a year ago. Remember, Ole Miss got off to a fast start in that game. Mississippi State was in a hole that they were never able to completely climb out of. It was big plays early, right? Wasn't it Matt Corral to Braylon Sanders early in that ball game for a big touchdown? Had some other big pass plays down the field. So that's on the Ole Miss side of things. Where do the big plays come from? from Mississippi State. We know that Will Rogers is not afraid to spread it around. He can go to six, seven, eight, nine, maybe ten different guys in terms of catching the football. But is there a single matchup? Is it Makai Polk against whoever he's lined up against? Is it Austin Williams with a mismatch somewhere in the slot? I, I don't know who it is, but I'm curious if Mississippi State can hit some big pla- passing plays down the field which is something they didn't do a whole lot of early in the season, but have gotten a little bit better about as the season has gone along. Maybe it's Ra Ra Thomas. I, I don't know who that would be. Hey, Dad, who would that be? If, if you had to say, this is the guy that created big plays in the passing game on the receiving end, who would you guess? Jaden Wally. Okay. Who had a who big game really last year in the Egg Bowl. But hasn't really done it this year. But, yeah, he did have a big game this year. And another guy to watch, you got to think, is Austin Williams. That fumble has to have been on his mind for 365 days or however many it's been. Got to think he wants to make a play tonight to put his name uh, in the record books. I don't know. Just because it's been on your mind for 365 days doesn't call, necessarily mean it's been on his mind. Call it long. a hunch. Call it a hunch. I want to also say I want to thank you guys, obviously loyal Thunder and Lightning listeners, to have these talking points about Mississippi State. Good job. I am a subscriber. There you go. I think I am, too. I gave a three-star rating, though. Three stars! You you messed up. It's five stars, and you say whatever you want in the comments. (laughs) It is the battle for the golden egg, and it is coming up. Kickoff a little bit after 6.30 tonight, Mississippi State. And Ole Miss. Rebels coming into this game 9-2 and two on the year. Trying to have their first ever 10 wins in the regular season SEC, or a slate overall. Trying to get their sixth SEC win. Mississippi State coming in at 7-4, and 4-3 four, four and three in the SEC. We'll take a timeout. More coming up. Sports Talk Mississippi. 
This portion of Sports Talk Mississippi is sponsored by Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. Watkins Construction and Roofing. They are the premier company to count on. I know that by personal experience and customer satisfaction and a professional team with the experience of a NASCAR pit crew. Plus, state-of-the-art equipment from start to finish. It also includes the respect for your home or business with a meticulous cleanup when the job is done. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team. 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com. nomoreroofleak.com since 1920, many great beginnings in Mississippi have begun with a diamond from All Britain's Jewelers. Since then, we've changed in many ways, except in our commitment to our customers. Hi, I'm John All Britain. At All Britain's, we realize how important a diamond is to you. That's why our trained gemologist inspects every stone we sell. Whether you're buying your first diamond or celebrating your 25th anniversary, you can be confident of our quality and value. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen Albritton's as their diamond store. Hello, my name is John Merrill, the owner of Amada Senior Care. We're your local trust advisor for senior home care. We provide experienced caregivers for your loved ones so they can remain in their home. Just like you would care for your loved ones, our employees provide assistance with their personal care needs. As your trusted senior advisor, I can help your family navigate the long-term care insurance process. Just call me, John Merrill with Amada Senior Care, for your free in-home consultation, 601 601- 864-3752. Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. There are all the cases all across the field. And there were probably 80 players that were involved in this situation. The play. The pick is up. And it is no good.
Here we go, Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, and now John Bond joining us as well. If it was on the phone, it would be on the Farm Bureau phone line, but he is in studio in Jackson, right across the glass from Michael Borky, and kind enough to spend a little time with us. JB, what's up, my man? Oh, man, look, I always look forward to it. You guys are always fun to hang out with. You know, Haydad says old Miss people and state people can't like each other, can't be friends, and it, but I like you. I just can't help it. Well, we uh, we're almost up on that twenty-four hour rule. <laughs> so, uh, so, so a day from now we have to not like each other correct, for what forty-eight hours? Correct. A day before and a day after. There you go. Yeah. And it's uh, you know it's it's kept a lot of friendships together. Probably uh, probably not a bad plan. John got to uh, got to the studio just a few minutes ago, and, and I texted him just to uh, hang out and make himself. At home, and he said there were not adequate refreshments to be able to make himself at home. So I'm sorry that we were not more hospitable. Uh, I was thinking earlier, John, I think in a lot of ways you were ahead of your time because, I mean, you, you were you were getting the NIL deals long before these guys today were getting them, weren't you? Yeah, but not getting the dollars like they are. You know, it's, uh, yeah, I did a lot of stuff for free. I can tell you that. It was, um, uh, it was a lot different then, but it was, you know, it was still, uh, you know, you're getting out and you're getting in the community, so I guess you got some things out of it, and they did too, and it was, uh, you know, I scratch, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your type deal, so it, uh, it all worked out. Everything's, everything was good. Everything was good. <laughs> John. Hey, Dad, you, you look like you're about to talk. Well, I was, and then you said something. See, we're getting into that, that 48 hour thing now. It's, it's starting to, starting to <laughs> creep in, close. Richard. Uh, John, you, you won two, you lost two. Right. Uh, so you know, you know the the, the the glory of victory and the agony of defeat to put it in those kind of announcements. In the worst kind of ways. Yeah. So which one stays with you more through the years? Uh, the the losses or the or the wins or, or yeah. I. It's hard to forget any of them. <laughs> For me, you know, it's uh, the way we lost the two that we lost were just um, kind of unforgettable. You know, and then the two we won, um, uh, that was pretty good too, especially my freshman year and winning the, you know, Sports Illustrated National Back of the Week and a, you know, and that record that I didn't even really know I had until Fitzgerald broke it, you know, a few years ago. So it's, uh, so they're all, they were all memorable in their own special way. <laughs> Let's walk through them, John. Let's start with your freshman year. You guys are ranked 17th in the country going in. Uh, I believe there was a uh, a win over Alabama in the mix uh, that season. The yeah. the, uh, the six to three game, good football team, low low ish scoring game. Nineteen fourteen. What stood out uh, for you from the nineteen eighty game? You know, I'll tell you what that uh, the defense we had that year was just incredible. I mean, it. Um, uh, you know, we had to score some points at times. You know, Miami, LSU. We had a few games. We had to put some points on the board. But after that Southern game, after that Southern shellacking we took, man, it was like they just they uh, they, they they strapped it on. They they said we're we're going to win these things, the rest of these games, and and that's kind of the way it ended up. So I always loved watching that the defense and and you know going against John Forcade and the uh, you know him being I think he was the if I remember right the total yards leader from the year before and may have been that year. Um, and the way they kind of shut him down, and another freshman over there, Billy Jackson, they kind of, kind of ended that game. It was, um, it was just, it's always fun to watch that defense in 1980, and and that game was no different than the rest. And and uh, you know, Glenn Collins and Johnny Cooks and Tyrone Keys, I mean, the names just go mm-hmm. on and on. And Larry Friday, and you know, all the, uh, the time that they spent in the NFL, you just you knew you were with a, a special group of guys. 
All right, so you guys ran a wishbone-based offense, a lot of running, a lot of option in there. Right. I'm assuming that Coach Ballard did not necessarily have you in a green jersey or a yellow jersey no. or a black jersey to keep you from getting hit <laughs> in practice. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's very accurate. In fact, um, you know, at the first of the year, I was I worked my way up the depth chart, and in fact, I was uh, yeah. They recruited another quarterback that was that ran the wishbone, started all four years out of New Orleans, and. Um, uh, so and I'd never run the wishbone. We in fact we we had shotgun and and we ran the pro set and I sprinted out and we ran the flat curl and you know and all that kind of stuff and and uh, uh, so I was up against a bunch of guys that had at least been in it at least one year and one guy that had run it four years. So working my way up the depth chart was great. And I'll never forget I uh, I made it to number two and I thought man that's the greatest man I had number two on the depth chart. This is fantastic. Then we go out there that Monday before Memphis State and I realize uh oh. Number two offense scrimmages. Number one defense. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> that was not fun. So I did everything I could to get to that number one spot so I can scrimmage the number two defense. Did, did you ever have a head-on collision with Johnny Cooks? Oh yeah, had several. Had several with him and Glenn Collins and Ty and all those guys. I mean, it was um, it was wide open on Tuesdays and about half of Wednesdays. So uh, Mondays we laid off a little bit, but Tuesdays and Wednesdays were wide open. John, you know, on this show, every now and then I've been known to complain about officiating. Every just every now and then I'll do that. <laughs> so I'm gonna give you an open mic here. If you got anything you want to say about Dick Pace right this oh, second? I'll let you gosh. have it. That is the worst call ever. Although I have seen some others this year. Um, right, hold on now. What was the call? What, what are we talking about? Oh, and four K to swear up and down as the guy was killing him the, the receiver the whole way down, and he he never touched <laughs> him. I think who what, was it? Uh, oh, Johnson was it Johnson? Yeah, the, the, I think you're right, but I'm not. Yeah. That, I mean, just stepped around in front of the, you know, uh, John threw the ball up in the end zone and, um, they were on about the 50, I guess. And, uh, he threw the ball up in the end zone and, and, um, uh, KJ, someone stepped in front of it. I mean, it was a clean interception. He caught the ball, fell on the ground, jumped up with the number one, you know, and, and, uh, I was running off and then here comes the flag and they called pass interference and that's when they moved it to the one and, and, uh, the rest is history. So that's that's how we lost one that first one that my sophomore year and and it was funny that year we had uh, we lost two games uh, with two return well one a return touchdown and one a pass interference call in the end zone yeah so yeah I, I can <laughs> I can talk about refs all day long I mean it's really <laughs> crazy that all these years later you guys still do not come to the realization that it was the right call I mean they just, sometimes these guys just get it right well yeah sometimes and sometimes they miss them um, but they uh, you know what in fact uh, the guy and if I remember right I believe he was involved in the Methodist Church in some kind of way. He was a preacher or something and felt really bad about that and wrote Coach Ballard a letter of apology later that's, on. That's and what I, it is at Mississippi State. We always get the letter. Exactly. We get the letter after the game. Exactly. Oh, sorry we messed yeah. up. Yep, and yeah. and because uh, I, 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 if I'm remembering all that right, that's the way that happened. Mm. So, yeah. It was. So was 82 a cra- – so, so 81 – or 80, excuse me, crazy, low-scoring game. Right. 82 or – I'm sorry, my years are off. 80 low-scoring game, tight to the end. Obviously, you just described 81, tight to the end. Was 82 different? A little bit, just simply because we had a really good offense that year. 
Um, in fact, I think uh, we held the most yards per game until like Dak and the Liberty Bowl, whenever that was. I think it was 2010. I mean, it was uh, a really good offense. That was when Ken Hall and all those guys were seniors. Yeah. Uh, we had Danny Knight, Glenn Young outside, um, the two guys that I threw to. <laughs> and uh, and then we had uh, Michael Haddix, had uh, Danny Knight had and a run, as a running back. We had about five guys you know, running the ball back there. So we had a really good backfield, two guys that could catch and could fly, and uh, some great guys up front. So we really moved the ball up and down the field that year. Do you like the movie Ten Cup? I do. I'm reminded of the uh, of the line in Ten Cup after one that we probably shouldn't say on the radio where he goes, <laughs> a gust from the gods. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 1983, uh, yeah. perhaps a gust from the gods. Uh, yeah. What was your vantage point? What was your perspective on the uh, the kick? <sighs> I was on our sidelines, which was, I guess, the um, uh, the south side of the stadium. Because it doesn't it face east and west. Yes, it does. It's one of those strange ones where right. the end zones are east and west. Yeah, so I guess we were on the south side, and when already hit, you know, not. Already had already kicked a 52 yarder that year, so it's not like he didn't have the leg strength. So uh, we felt good about getting it down to, I think it was the 17, 18 yard line, and uh, I felt you know really good about him putting it through the uprights. And and it had been, I mean, it was the storms were around because everybody was asking me in the huddle, you know, oh, what, what, are they gonna call the game? Are they gonna call the game? I said, don't worry about it. Let's just keep moving the football. And uh, our sideline stood first because we thought it went through. Crosby kicking from the 16. Only a 26-yard kick. Crosby, a side saddle kicker, waiting for the snap. There it is. It is placed down. There's the kick. It turns. It turns. It is no good. Shreveport, here we come. (laughs) I don't believe it. The wind took it. It was straight up. It went to the left. It didn't even get to the goalpost. And then when it landed back where we snapped it from, the other side started jumping up and down. So, so it was it was that significant of a wind gust. Yes. Oh, it was incredible. And then well, it was thought, calm. Uh, we, we talked to David Kellum yesterday, the voice of the Rebels, and he said he was at that game as a, a college student or a high school student at the time and said – same way you described it. He said, you know, Mississippi State fans went crazy and then stopped, and then Ole Miss fans went crazy. Yeah. And he was in the opposite end zone watching, and he said, it was dead center. Oh, yeah, he nailed it. Nailed and then it. it wasn't. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. For your Thanksgiving Day, showers likely high near 69. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 36. Black Friday shopping, sunny skies, high only to 54. And a look into Saturday, mostly sunny conditions, high near 62. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now. 
Push the limits of what's possible in the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. With a bold exterior and premium interior, Outlander reimagines the SUV. Rule the road with Mitsubishi Super All-Wheel Control and wireless smartphone technology. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today and get up to 3500 over book value for your trade. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, get Thunderstruck. Super All-Wheel Control is an available feature on all trim levels. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. Important restrictions and rules apply. See retailer for limited warranty and more details. Offer ends 12 21 when your gears aren't doing exactly what they need to do, Coleman Taylor Transmission is the one for you. With 60 years in business, our professional ASC certified technicians at Coleman Taylor Transmission have the experience and training to provide automatic transmission repairs, rebuilds, transmission flushes, and much, much more. And ask about our free towing and free diagnostics as well. Call 601-355-8526. 601-355-8526. Or online at ColemanTaylorJacksonMS.com. That's ColemanTaylorJacksonMS.com. What are the kids singing about? You know that game, Whack-A-Mole? Yeah. Well, the kids think the car tires are like the mallet, and those awful potholes are... Oh, I get it. That's kind of cute. Really, Mom? Tell that to my wheels and tires. Here in central Mississippi, our roads are loaded with potholes. That's bad news for your wheels and tires. Stop by the Tire Depot for fast service or new tires. Tire Depot at the Reservoir in Brandon and Terry Road in Byram. This Thanksgiving broadcast on Super Talk Mississippi is brought to you by Tico's Steakhouse. Come see us soon. East County Line Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours from Tico's Steakhouse. You want it. You need it. Here's how you get it. Miss Kelly's three-day sale. Friday, Saturday, Monday. Up to 15% off, plus 60 months financing. You want it, you need it. Get it now. For three days only. Big discount, big financing with no down payment. Friday, Saturday, and Monday at all Miss Kelly's locations. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The National Insurance Crime Bureau is warning of increased criminal threats this holiday season. So to reduce your chance of becoming a victim, here are a few tips. Lock your doors and take your keys with you. Park in well-lit areas. Keep shopping bags, cell phones, purses, and other personal property out of sight. Be aware of your surroundings and have your keys ready to enter your car. If confronted, remain calm and cooperate. Be a good witness and call 911 when you can. And If your vehicle is stolen, report it to the police and your insurance company as soon as possible. And it's hard to separate supply chain issues from the labor shortage. Jim Richards, CEO of KLLM Trucking, explained there aren't enough employees to unload trucks at warehouses. Where historically it may take two to three hours to get unloaded or loaded, now we're spending 10 and 12 hours. They were hoping that people would return to work when extended unemployment benefits for COVID-19 ended. But Richards thinks 10 to 15 percent of them haven't returned. I'm Andy Davis. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. And I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way. And so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. 
connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Ceasefire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit ceasefire.com slash business. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. This show was previously recorded. This week, are you more excited for the turkey or the egg? Getting you ready for the Egg Bowl. Sports Talk Mississippi. Now, here's more on the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and on Super Talk Mississippi. We roll on during Egg Bowl Week, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. One of the coolest parts about this week for us is uh, the willingness from former players from both sides of the rivalry, from Ole Miss and Mississippi State, being willing to visit with us and talk about some of their memories. And uh, former Ole Miss linebacker Walker Jones joins us right now. This is a guy that... In, in terms of Ole Miss athletics, has been a part of just about everything you can be a part of. He has worked in the administration. He's worked as an assistant coach. He worked with us at uh, at Telesouth on the media rights side for a while. He's been involved in the sports world for a really long time. We don't care about any of that. We want to know about that time when he was on the field in the Egg Bowl. Walker, great to see you, man. What's up? Good to see you, buddy. Always good to see you, Richard. Big week, big week. It is a big week. So you grew up in and around this game and then had the opportunity to play in it. So big picture, what does the Egg Bowl mean to you? Well, yeah, Richard, I mean, being a Mississippi kid, you know, I was a third generation in the Egg Bowl. My father actually played at Mississippi State before he went to uh, went and fought in the war uh, back in the 40s. And um, and then my father, you know, played in the late '60s in the Archie Manning years. Um, so I grew up in a house that had a ton of history in the Egg Bowl on both sides. And uh, you know, it was always a dream of mine to play in that game. Uh, I remember when it was at Jackson, Mississippi, at the at Veterans Memorial Stadium when they played it in Jackson. So I was a Jackson kid. So I think I went to as many hours there when the wind blew the kick back on the immaculate deflection. Um, you know, in '83. So as a you know, eight-year-old kid. So I remember going to the games when they were in Jackson and then when they moved back to campus um, there, I think, in 91 or so. Yeah. Uh, so I've been, you know, part of the part of the game, you know, as an observer and then was fortunate enough to play it for four years. And it was everything I thought it would be and then some. Walker, you were a part of that time, the kind of the transition time at, at Ole Miss, come, coming off of probation, Tommy Tuberville trying to build a class and, and trying to kind of repair the Ole Miss football program. What about those guys that you came in with? Because there was a core group of you guys that over the course of four years kind of overachieved a little bit and, and kind of took on the role of we're going to try and get this thing back. Yeah, Richard, it was a special group. You know, we had, I think what helped, we had a lot of Mississippi kids on that team that uh, grew up as Ole Miss fans. You know, Todd Wade, and Eli Anning, Stuart Patridge, you know, Nate Wayne, um, just a lot of guys that, um, you know, really grew up around the school. 
and it meant something. It wasn't just a scholarship to play SEC football. It was a play. It was a chance to go play at the University of Mississippi. And I think we had an enormous amount of pride. Uh, we only lost one player. We got put on probation my freshman year for stuff that none of us had anything to do with. And we only lost one player, and that was a, a player from the out of state. So everybody stayed true to the university um, and stuck with it, and we battled through it. You know, the probation we got was unheard of now. You know, no TV, no bowls, plus 13 scholarships a year for two years. You know, that's why guys like myself end up having to play linebackers. Myself, Brock Christ, and Nate Wayne. <laughs> we're all former high school quarterbacks, <laughs> so and we ended up having to play linebacker for two years. So, uh, but that's what made it, that's what made it special was a bunch of guys that that gave up for a bigger sacrifice to try to keep the program afloat. Coach Tuberville had a lot to do with that. He came in uh, and believed in us, and and really kind of you know uh, developed that us against the world mentality. You know, and it culminated finally our senior year of going over to Starkville and having to beat Mississippi State at Starkville to be able to go to a bowl game. You know, back then, seven wins wasn't good enough to get you in a bowl game. Yeah. Eight wins, you just barely could get in. And we were, you know, we had a chance to win our seventh game over there and go to a bowl game for the first time in our career. Um, so that Egg Bowl was the culmination of all that hard work and all that perseverance. And that's why it has such a special place for all of us. All right. So your four years, your four Egg Bowls, 94, 95, 96, 97, right? Yes. Okay. So. Two and two with both losses at home and both wins in Starkville. That's right. It That's feels right. like that never happens. I mean, we've kind of gotten into this rhythm, and it's changed a little bit in recent years, but so many times it feels like home field advantage is a massive thing. What was it about going there and being able to win a couple of times but not get it done at home? Yeah, it was crazy. You know, we uh, we went, you know, my freshman year, they were really good. They had a great team, and they beat us, I think, 17 to 14, beat us right at the end uh, in a close game. I don't remember the exact score, but it was, it was a close game. 21 17. And then my sophomore year, we went over there. And, you know, that was when Dew Innocent ran wild on them. Dew had, I think, 240-something yards rushing. Um, I had an interception, and we uh, we held them and, uh, in a low-scoring game. Then the, the next year, they came to Oxford in an absolute monsoon. I mean, it, it, was, it rained. There was two or three inches of water on the field. And we actually pitched a shutout on defense, didn't give up a point on defense, and lost, I think, 16 to nothing or something like that. Uh, they had two defensive touchdowns uh, in that game. Uh, so kind of a crazy game. Um, and then we go over there the next year, you know, with everything on the line. You know, that night in 97, it was Kiefer McGee who had passed away. It was his senior night, you know, that they were celebrating for him, unfortunately, with his untimely death. We were both uh, trying to get the seven wins to go to a bowl game. Uh, we had the big fight before the game, you know, pregame warm-up. Um, and uh, it was just there was so much it was the most physical game I've ever played in I mean they had a running back J.J. Johnson who was an absolute animal Um, and we I think we scored the first drive of the game and they didn't score again until you know 20 something seconds left when we went for two to beat them so it was it was a crazy day but again for it to go the way it did after all we've gone through yeah I'll never forget that day never forget it all right, so the, the two things that stand out, you mentioned the fight before the game started. So what started the pregame fight in 97, and what was your role in it? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, it was funny. You know, back then we stretched in groups. We didn't come out all together as a full team until the very end of warm-up. So linebackers, offensive line, defensive line, all of us, the big guys, were still in the locker room stretching when the only few we had on the field were our specialty, our receivers, running backs, DBs and quarterbacks and kickers. 
And their whole team ran on the field. I remember sitting in the locker room in that in that locker room above on the second floor there in the end zone, and just hearing the crowd go wild. And I remember they were showing the Vanderbilt Tennessee game on the jumbotron before the game, and I was like, "Well, Vanderbilt must be beating beating Tennessee or something." Why is the crowd going crazy? And our strength coach Chris Mitchell, one of our strength coaches who was a great player at Ole Miss, Chris Mitchell came flying around the door and said, "Get out there! They're fighting! They're fighting!" And so we literally just run out the door, and I remember turning the corner to go down those steps, and it looked like a scene from Braveheart. I mean, there were helmets flying and, you know, <laughs> guys running all over the place, and Deuce McAllister knocked out one of their recruits right in front of us. Uh, and so by the time I got out there trying to get my helmet on, um, I'd left my helmet, and one of the trainers grabbed my helmet and threw it to me off the second step as I was trying to go back and get it, put my helmet back on, and, you know, they had kind of, the highway patrolman had kind of broken it up by then. Um, Adam Bettis, one of our backup tight ends, got his ribs broken. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. Um, so unfortunately, I didn't get to, I didn't get to throw any punches. Uh, I got out there right after it happened, but it, it really set the tone. And, and we were outnumbered by about four to one. They had all their whole team out there. We had about 30 guys out there. So, uh, but I think our guys held it. If you go back and look at the tape, our guys held their own for sure. All right, we got about a minute and a half left. Let's go to the end of the game. You guys have played pretty well defensively. You mentioned scored early, had the seven to nothing lead. Mississippi State's up fourteen to seven. You guys score the touchdown to make it fourteen thirteen. Matt Luke's told the story before that he that, that the offense wanted to go for it. You're on the other side of the ball. Are are you nervous at that point? Or are you like, heck yeah, let's go for it and try and win this game? Let's go for it. We were worn out. We'd been trying to tackle J.J. Johnson all day. Uh, we were tired. We were beat up. Uh, it was a low-scoring game. And, you know, uh, the offense came over to the sideline. Matt's right about that. Matt Luke, all those guys, John Avery, Stewart, all of them came to the sideline and said, let's go win this thing right now, Coach. And I remember Noel Mazzoni, Tom, Coach Tucker looked at Noel Mazzoni, the offense coordinator, and said, do you got a play that'll work? He said, 100%, Coach. Let's, let's do it. He called it, and Chris Stewart threw a great pass to Corey Peterson. made one of his many great catches in his career. The Rebels appear to be going for two. Oh, my goodness. you got to love it. <laughs> From the three-yard line is where the ball will be placed. Rebel coaches to our right, standing there, staring out. Little nerves here. Ole Miss goes for it. Panthers is in the shotgun. Looking for the snap. Rebels trying to do it here. There's the snap, looking to throw. He got it. Peterson, a yard deep, makes the catch. The Rebels lead. 15-14. We were going to win or lose right there. And, uh, again, after all we had been through, to go out that way was, was really special. So I'll never But then it. you guys had to go back out on the field one more time, didn't you? Didn't you have to get a stop? Yeah, we did. We actually left? went back out on the field because they had about 30 seconds left. In the first play, we had 12 guys on the field. And so we get a 15-yard uh, penalty on the first play. Uh, because we had we had the wrong defensive personnel called, and then they so they got about to about midfield, and then Matt White, uh, one of your old cohort, Matt White, to try to throw a a fade route into cover two, and Timmy Strickland picked it off on about our thirty yard line to seal the game. Otherwise, they would have had a chance to kick a field goal if they had completed that. There have been a lot of uh, crazy ones, and who knows, maybe we're in for another crazy one on uh, on Thursday night, Thanksgiving night. Walker, always appreciate your time. Great to see you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Look forward to seeing you soon. Same to you, Richard. Take care. Best of the family. Good talking to you, buddy. Thanks, man. Former Ole Miss linebacker Walker Jones, 2-2 two and two in Egg Bowls. Won both in Starkville, lost both in Oxford. He joined us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. We will be right back. I love, I love. 
This is where the story of your state gets told each day. We're proud to cover the Magnolia State like nobody else. Super Talk Mississippi. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. My great uncle, John Juniker, started Juniker Jewelry Company right here in Jackson in 1944. He was followed by his nephew, my dad, Ted Ravenstein. Then all his children, including my John, followed him in the business. And I joined Uncle John as the fourth generation here at Jennifer's. I'm Corey. I'm John. And I'm Rachel Ravenstein. Inviting you to join our family this season at Juniker Jewelry Company as we celebrate over seven decades as Mississippi's direct diamond importer. Today we have ten times the selection of diamonds, engage rings, and fine jewelry you'll find in any other store in the state. All at the guaranteed best price in Mississippi. For your diamond engagement ring for the ultimate christmas gift this holiday come home to juniker jewelry company because love can't wait juniker jewelry company mississippi's direct diamond importer from anywhere in mississippi we're at 1485 highland colony parkway just south of 463 in madison and online at junikerjewelry.com juniker jewelry because love can't wait If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. At Green Home Solutions, we make air better. Indoor air pollution can cause health risks, such as asthma, eye issues, itchy and sore throats, respiratory problems, and skin irritations. Green Home Solutions provides you the indoor air quality you want for your home or business without indoor air pollutions and without the use of harmful chemicals. Create a balanced, healthy, and clean environment with Green Home Solutions. We make air better. Call me, owner Michael Keaton, at 601-988-7840 or look for us on Facebook. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Catfish farming has always been a passion for me. I was raised up on the catfish farm. I was born into it. But the only thing I love more than catfish farming is my children and my family. I'm Will Noble from Moorhead, Mississippi, and I'm proud to be the 2020 Mississippi Catfish Farmer of the Year. People all across America love to eat U.S. farm-raised catfish, and I'm proud to be able to produce it right here in the Mississippi Delta. This is Jake Mangum, all-time hits leader in the SEC. Two of the best decisions I've ever made were Mississippi State and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. Both teams have supported me through thick and thin. Even though my college playing days are over, I'm excited to be a part of the Farm Bureau team. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. 
Visit FabRates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at MSFBINS.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. This show was previously recorded. Okay. Let's go. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Thanks for joining us. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, and Michael Borky with you on the first day of April. Thanks for being with us. Uh, tough day to be Giancarlo Stanton for the New York Yankees. 0 for 5 on opening day with three strikeouts, and he just got booed in Yankee Stadium on opening day. That bum! Didn't he get booed in his very first game with the Yankees? You can't, you can't cut these guys any slack. You got to get them used to how things are in New York. Yeah. They should have booed him when he signed for two hundred and fifty or seventy-five or three hundred million or whatever the number was. Whatever it was. See, yeah. I, I can't decide if I think those people are insane or also kind of right. Because on one hand, it's baseball. I, I mean, you've got guys throwing cutters that are 100 miles an hour, that, that move seven inches, you know, in one direction. I'm, I'm glad you said that, Borky. The, the Blue Jays just brought in their fifth pitcher of the game, and he's throwing 97, 98, 99 with movement, plus has a slider and a changeup, and was just painting. Yeah, and the Yankees are never going to win another game. So, Jeez, Louise, game over, three to two. Blue Jays win. The Blue Jays win. So, oh, and one sixty-two. Yes, you put a fork in them, they're done. So, but going zero oh and five in that situation, I mean, understandable. <laughs> but also, when you're a three hundred million dollar athlete, you're kind of expected to perform. Yeah, here's an idea: don't go for five, and you won't get booed. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, fans are fans. They're crazy. When you get a hit tomorrow or next game, I guess it's not tomorrow. It would be Saturday, right? Who cares when they play again? Yeah, whatever. But hey, they're going to lose. You. And that's probably not the best if you're a player to go 0 for 5 and get booed on your first game. But when you're making $300 million, who cares? I'm looking for a new team. Who's winning today? Richard is like Randy Quaid in Major League Two over here. The Phillies are beating the Braves up. right now. Ooh. And I am watching it. See, here's the so I, I remember we talked about this a few weeks ago and I said baseball fans are gonna find out on opening day that they can't watch their team and they're gonna be really mad. Well, that's happening today because Sinclair is a joke and they own all of these regional sports networks that they Rebranded and it looks great, but nobody can watch it. 
I'm watching it on an illegal stream right now. So it didn't didn't inspire me to switch networks, Sinclair. All I'm doing is streaming your game on a website that you can't monetize. Sorry. Reddit for the win with the Valley's Braves Network or whatever it is. Valley Sports. Yeah. Um, Blake in the Delta sends us a message says, Blue Jays plus 165 on the money line. Good way to start April. That's a great way to start, yeah. Yeah, and it was. And I tell you what, if you're like a a go-against-the-public guy, like 89, 92% of the the money line and the run line bets on Yankees, Blue Jays were on the Yankees, and like 92 to 97% of the bets were on the over. That would be the Blue Jays and the under as your winners on opening day. Uh, Sean and Brandon on the ceasefire text line. Know you guys get some grief about your perceived coverage of USM sports, but it seems like, especially in the last few months, there's been a concerted effort to cover the Eagles more, and I am grateful. I've especially enjoyed listening to all the baseball coaches on Monday's SMTTT. Sean, thanks for that, man. I uh, appreciate appreciate you sending that. Well, we, we have we just had we, Leach we, on. We should we should get Will Hall on. Try to get him on next week. Yeah, they're uh, either wrapping up or have wrapped up spring practice, and so certainly we'll uh, we'll look forward to that coming up. Um, couple of other notes. Grateful for Thunder and Lightning podcast. Brian and Joel are a joy to listen to every morning on my commute to work. That's from Chris in Starkville. Thank you, Chris. We appreciate that. Isn't that great? He gets both commutes down with our content. That's a lot of Brian Haydad in one day. Yeah. I mean, look at the camera. You get all the Brian Haydad you want right here. (laughs) In orange, no less. That's right. This show was previously recorded. Thousands of Bulldog fans have subscribed to the Thunder and Lightning podcast. Have you? On each episode, Brian Haydad and Joel Coleman give you an inside look at your Mississippi State Bulldogs. The Thunder and Lightning podcast is free and available on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Thunder and Lightning on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thunder and Lightning from Supertalk Mississippi. Covering the Bulldogs like no one else. You're listening to WFMN for Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at the Rony Street I'm Pam Puso. A Thanksgiving tradition for President Biden, who's spending the holiday in Nantucket. As we give thanks for what we have, we also keep in our hearts those who we lost and those who have lost so much. In a video, the president gave thanks to American service members and others. Biden expressed gratitude for, quote, farm workers and frontline workers, many of whom are immigrants, who make sure our food is harvested and shipped and keep our grocery stores stocked. But the American Farm Bureau Federation reported those goods are costing Americans more than ever before. The average cost for a 10-person Thanksgiving meal up 14 percent from 2020. 
Fox's Jackie Heinrich. A search for bodies in the waters of the English Channel. At least 27 migrants drowned while traveling from France to Britain on flimsy boats. Two people were rescued. America's listening to Fox News. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now. This Thanksgiving broadcast on Super Talk Mississippi is brought to you by Tico Steakhouse. Come see us soon. East County Line Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours from Tico Steakhouse. On game day, Ole Miss leaves it all on the field. But with the powerful towing and payload that F-150 delivers, you can take it all with you any day of the week. No wonder Ford F-Series is America's best-selling truck 44 years straight. The 2021 Ford F-150 and Ole Miss, built for greatness. Visit your Mississippi Ford dealer or buyfordnow.com. Based on 1977 to 2020 calendar year total sales. If you're planning on frying your turkey, make sure it's properly thawed. Beth Reese with the Mississippi Insurance Department explains. If you drop that even partially frozen bird into hot grease, hot oil, it's going to cause it to overflow. And when it comes in contact with a flame, you're at risk for a fire. A five-pound turkey needs at least 24 hours to thaw. Mississippi Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith reminding us that Thanksgiving is a time to surround ourselves with family and friends and thank God for our many blessings. I hope this Thanksgiving looks different for you than last year's holiday with more loved ones around the table and fewer people on Zoom or FaceTime. Our recovery from the pandemic has taught us not to take for granted our ability to freely gather with those most important to us. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. The holiday season is right around the corner. So give the gift that's hard to wrap, but easy to give. Give them a steal. From powerful trimmers, blowers, and chainsaws under the tree to branded accessories stuffed in their stockings, the Steel Holiday Gift Guide has something for everyone. Visit your local steel dealer or go to steelusa.com slash gift guide. Real steel. Find yours. Available at participating dealers while supplies last. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. He may play cornerback for the Kansas City Chiefs and have a Super Bowl ring, but in his downtime, Charvarius Ward just wants to spend time with his family in his hometown of Macomb. So what's he looking forward to for Thanksgiving? Well, he says he's not a very picky eater. Whatever my grandma and my mama cook, like, I'm going to be munching on it. 
I really just want to, um, you know, just, just spend some time with my family. I'm a big mama's boy. Um, I'm a big family guy. I love my family so much. Charveria spent Tuesday morning at the Boys and Girls Club passing out turkeys and fresh produce to close to 300 families. It's the first event for his new foundation, Charverius for Change. Black Friday is around the corner, and MasterCard is predicting that retail sales minus cars and gas will rise 10% from last year. They're projecting a 56% jump in a Apparel sales, 30% more spending on electronics, and a nearly 40% increase in jewelry sales. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. I'm Michael Watson, Mississippi's 36th Secretary of State. Mississippians are known for our generosity, especially during the Christmas season. Just last year, Mississippi Charities bought in roughly $1.7 billion. Before you make a donation, be sure to check the validity of the charity or organization on our website, sos.ms.gov. Taking this extra step will not only protect you, but will also ensure your donation goes to those who need it most. From the Secretary of State family to yours, have a safe and Merry Christmas. Y'all listen up. Have you seen all the litter on the sides of our roads? We need to all do our part to fight litter. Put trash in its proper place and make sure items in your truck beds are secure. Remember, trash blows. Secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road. Secure your load. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This show was previously recorded. Mississippi State and Ole Miss getting set of this series between these two schools that dates back to 1901. And since the year 1915, with the exception of World War II years, these teams have met on an annual basis. It's a foot race, and Walton is going to go all the way. That's running room toward the goal line, and the corner scores. Rapid in maroon and white. This ball game is officially in the record book. Picked off by Ole Miss. Down the sidelines goes Bridges. He's taking it to the house. Touchdown, Rebel! Is it Will East who did these promos? Yes. They are fantastic if you're listening to Will. I can't get enough of them. They're really, really good. E- even the, the, the stuff I don't want to hear is good. <laughs> you, you cringed on Artie Crosby. I've made a visual. You, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm, supertalktv.com. Neil Price is going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour, but the voice of the Rebels, David Kellum, joins us right now in person 
If it was on the phone, it would be on the Farm Bureau phone line. But he is in person. What's up, my man? Well, I can call you from right here if you want me to. But uh, look at these people blowing at you guys. That guy uh, just tweeted at me. He said he was going to circle the block just so he could yell <laughs> hell state at you. Oh, so, well, yeah. good. I'm glad, glad that he did. But thanks for listening. Hey, That's Ben's the, interview was great, by the way. I yeah. listened to it on the way in. Yeah. And uh, it makes you really appreciate uh, players that come from small schools that, know, that you know, recruiters aren't real sure, you know, and they get that chance and they, they explode. I think of Patrick Willis at Ole Miss is a great example yeah. of that, too. Uh, so that was really good to, to get that chance and take advantage of it. We've spent the entire football season really kind of building up to this week. And there's so many years, David, where the Egg Bowl has been, you know, Three and eight, Ole Miss. Four and seven, Mississippi State. Or a couple of five-win teams trying to get to a sixth win for bowl eligibility. It's so much more fun when the stakes are high. And the stakes are high this year. I agree totally. I don't pull for the Bulldogs, but if they happen to have a good record, you know. You're kidding. <laughs> no. But you know what, idiot? You know, we sit there, we get one's got three, one's got four. We think we're playing for all the marbles. And everybody outside is looking at us like, man, they get awfully excited about this game. But it doesn't matter what the record is with us in the state. I mean, we, we, you know, it's important to try to get the win and have bragging rights for the next year. But you, I do like it. I like it a whole lot better when both teams have something on the line or you know you look at the iron bowl all these years those two teams are always battling for a little bit higher level thing than we are i hope that old miss and mississippi state too can get to the level where these games are you know a little bit more significant and uh, from a national standpoint from an impactful standpoint i mean old miss is going to this one with a good shot at being in the sugar bowl state could mess that up i mean we'll see the mississippi state's trying to you know get to a better bowl as well and it's it's going to be interesting you're funny you're talking about Artie crosby my wife and i go to that one hey dad as students we're sitting in the end zone Okay, in Jackson. Hey, Dad does not look by interested way, in this story, no, no, by the way. No, no, I've no, already no. heard it today. I was on with Gerard earlier, and he was telling the same, same story. Thing. Go ahead. Okay, so Artie kicks it. Mm-hmm. And as it goes, I it's tell Mary, I said, oh, he split the uprights. It's we good. just got beat. And this it, it, weird perspective, I'm not doing play-by-play. I'm not in the sweet press box. I'm in the opposite end zone. Mm-hmm. And I see the ball go, and uh, the state fans on this side just start roaring. Ah! And then I saw the ball fall in front of the goalpost. And I told my wife, I said, he missed it. It fell in front of the goalpost. She said, how did he miss it? I don't know, but he missed it. And the state fans shoo, yep. die. And the old man says, ah. That was the weirdest moment in sports. It was just a goofy deal. What I deal. told Gerard is if that happened in 2013 instead of 1983, you'd have watched that clip five million times. Yeah. Yeah. But because it happened back then, I mean, it's on YouTube. Yeah. If you yeah. really want to look it up, and I don't. <laughs> but nobody knows about it. And that's one of the craziest innings to a college football game of all time. Wait, was it the Stan Torgerson call where, where Stan he goes, it's it. good, it's good, it is no, no good. good. Yeah, I mean, because they saw they saw it too. And, and you, I was going around you the watch the clip, it looks like it crossed the goal post or the you know the crossbar and came back. And so then there was an argument that would be all over Twitter too. David there was Cullum an argument about that, that field goal was good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, there was an argument about across. I mean, it, it can well at that point through it. it people broke the didn't plane. really know. It people broke didn't the plane, know. Richard. Yeah. <laughs> there was a big question. But did it break yeah. the plane? If it breaks the plane, does it count? I mean, you know. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works with the uprights. No, it doesn't. It, doesn't. Uh, it was crazy. Though. We that talked with uh, with John Darnell on uh, on Friday about the 1989 game, which was your first season doing play-by-play uh, about the fight that happened in the third quarter. And he said, Richard, he said, that it, it spanned goal line to goal line. And I, I said, well, you obviously weren't in it. He said, no. He said, but I felt like I had a role. He said, we were on headsets, and we were like, uh, you got 17 down there at the 22-yard line. He's got three guys on him. And it was like they were giving directions on who needed help, <laughs> who needed how to help, help your guys. To break them up. 
What do you remember about that 1989 game, which was the last one? Uh, uh, not 1990. I'm sorry, 1990, yeah. which was last your second year to yeah, play by play year. in Jackson. That was uh, was that the. Uh, I, I, they run. They run together on me. That was the one. That, the eighty nine was the fight, though, right? Ninety was the fight. Ninety was the fight. Ninety, 90, 90 was, was the fight, fight, and that was the last year it was played in Jackson. Yeah, uh, it, the fight. The, the weird thing about the fight being that late in the game. You know, we had we've had pregame fights before. Yeah, uh, one really bad one. Deuce was at uh, Old Miss, and that thing was interesting. But uh, I just remember that the, the physicality of that game, the intenseness on both sides of, from a fan standpoint, it, it just everything just kind of culminates. Kind of like our Tennessee deal this year, to be honest with you. Uh, Tennessee was ready to just boo. They wanted to boo. They wanted to boo Kiffin. They wanted to boo everything about him and the whole nine yards. So we get the bottle incidents and all that stuff. But uh, I like it when we don't have a lot of that mess going on and just play football. And, and we didn't know at the time that that was the last game in Jackson. That no, we did. Last time we no, were we didn't play there. My, yeah. my understanding of the story was there was kind of a joint agreement. I think mm-hmm. the officials on both schools won't admit this. One school decided we're going to play Southern Mississippi more, and the other one said, well, we're not either. And the other school decided we're not going to play in Jackson more. They're not playing Jackson. It hurt us in recruiting. We're not going to do it. You can pick which school. Right. Uh, one of those schools started playing Southern Mississippi again. Yeah. One has not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, that was kind of the rumor back back in the day. But the, the own field, on the own campus atmosphere for both schools is just phenomenal. And uh, Jackson had kind of run its course to a certain extent. We love doing other sports there when we can and all, but it just made sense. And we were being hurt in recruiting back then, not being able to bring recruits to Jackson. So you've been around this game for a while, both as a fan and and working. What what stands out for you? What's the the memory that kind of stands out among the others? Well, I'm kind of like, hey, Dad, I like the group of plays that – come from our successes <laughs> he doesn't he likes the group vividly, of plays, yeah, that. that come from mississippi state's successes i think the one that that stands out too that stand out the most to me in my career portion of it of course i went as a kid all the time too but uh the stand was phenomenal i mean that was just crazy that's not supposed to happen it is really not mississippi state ended up with what 10 shots inside the eight yard line i think you had penalties you had interference and just one opportunity after another, and it didn't happen. That was that was crazy. It was twelve plays inside the ten yard line, and the two for Ole Miss were a turnover, mm-hmm. and then a knee at the end. Right, right. Yeah. right. And I did a thing back then called the twelve plays of the Egg Bowl. I need to get that for Hey Dad. I got a copy <laughs> of it. It's kind of like kind of birthday's like coming up. Your birthday's yeah, coming up. Okay, be happy for him. <laughs> I'm sure he'll listen to it. And yeah. probably he said, "Oh, that's what he said." He sent me straight to the garbage can. But uh, and then the other one was a two point like conversion. Uh, with Corey Peterson when Tuberville was here, yeah. I mean, it just didn't feel it's like horrible, yeah. yeah, didn't feel like you could do anything in overtime, and that was gutsy to try to pull that off. It's funny thing, Corey made the catch, and I remember asking him after the game when he was still here as a player. Uh, he said he asked me, he said, DK, what would have happened if I dropped that ball? I said we'd have sent your tail to Delta State. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. No disrespect to Delta State or to Corey, but uh, that was a very gutsy call to you know try to get the win right there from Tuberville. you know what. I hadn't even thought about this, but in the current state of college football, I mean, that was catch good on the two-point conversion. Everybody goes crazy. I guess there were still a couple of players. There's a little bit of time left. Well, there's the clock, time. Right? They drove down the field and, and but couldn't get anything out. Right, right. Okay. That moment, we would have had to hold off because they would have gone and spent three well, minutes reviewing. Better v- reviewed. Ah, I'm trying to remember. 
Was there any question as to whether or not he got his arms underneath that? Because no, it Corey's was a, catch was throwing. Throwing. Who caught the touchdown. His was was, uh, maybe. I, I think don't it remember. was. I think that was the one that was questionable. He was. It, he was Going into the end zone, so it wasn't the 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 two point. They might have looked to see if he bobbled it, but he caught it. There's no question. The Hines catch against Georgia for us. I'm getting off the egg bowl. That ball hit him in the chest. He held on to it, rolled to his legs, down to his ankles, and he had his hand on it. It hit the ground. He jumped up and said, "Touchdown!" They agreed with him. <laughs> on replay, they, they would have today. No, no way, shot. we'd have lost that game. Where was that game played? At uh, Oxford. Oh, Oxford. Well, you might have had a chance. Then. If it had been in Athens, said, no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Might, might be onto something. There. David Kellum, voice the Rebels, visiting with us on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. We will be right back. Mississippi loves high school football. And now you can stream tons of high school football games from across the Magnolia State each Friday night just by going to supertalk.fm slash high school. That's supertalk.fm slash high school. And, of course, on Friday nights during the season, there's always a game on your local Supertalk radio station. The season's on the line. When it comes to high school football in Mississippi, nobody does it like we do. We are Supertalk Mississippi. Ben Shapiro. Every day we're driving the debate in America with the fastest moving, hardest hitting, most comprehensive fact-based commentary on the radio. Ben Shapiro, tonight at 9 on Super Talk Mississippi. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Hey everybody, I'm Commissioner Andy Gibson inviting you to stand for American freedom with our veterans Sunday, December 5th, 5.30 p.m. We're going to be remembering the 80th anniversary of Pearl Harbor with a benefit concert for Friends of Mississippi Veterans featuring Travis Tritt live and in concert with a special appearance by Lee Greenwood. And we want to see you standing for American freedom alongside Travis Tritt Sunday, December 5th, 5.30 p.m. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com and at the Coliseum box office. People say things change, but in Mississippi, good things don't change. They change everything. Back when a blues musician picked up a guitar and struck a chord with the world, the Citizens Bank was making life better in Mississippi communities. Now we're in every corner of the state, changing banking to be more in yours with accessible lenders, more product choices, and always the latest in digital banking. After over a century, changing to local sounds better and better. Member FDIC. Walking into Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is like walking into a spa. With its relaxed atmosphere and luxurious setting, you'll definitely feel at ease. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, you can choose either a male or female doctor, whatever makes you more comfortable. Plus, Carter Sledge has the very latest in technology, like same-day crowns. Find out more at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? 
Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land. And just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. Today it's an SEC matchup as the Bulldogs of Mississippi State take on the Rebels of Ole Miss. Streaming at supertalk.fm with you on this Thursday afternoon, Thanksgiving Thursday, Egg Bowl Thursday. We are glad to be with you. Hey, don't forget, uh, this is not Egg Bowl related. Tomorrow night, huge night for high school football in the state of Mississippi. And for the entire recap, join Will East in the entire game right here on Super Talk Mississippi. 10 o'clock tomorrow night for the Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance Company scoreboard show. Hey, we appreciate all the guests that have joined us throughout the course of the week on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Not going to get to the college football fix, but we will make up for it tomorrow when we recap the Egg Bowl, the college football fix, brought to you every day by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. show is also brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Visit them online at visitoxfordms.com. Forky's favorite part of the week. It is time for... Oh, you know the drill by now. Mississippi State absolutely has to do what if they're going to win the game tonight? Listen to Michael Borky. They need to protect Will Rogers. Uh, keep, you know, and the thing with, with, with state in protection is this. Charles Cross is going to take care of his guy. So in a three-man front, you're playing four on two. So Cam Jones, LaQuinston Sharp, Cole Smith, Scott Lashley. You've got to block those guys, and one of those guys is going to be Sam Williams. So if State wins that matchup, State's going to win the game. If Ole Miss continually pressures Will Rogers, and sort of what Richard said, too, it's not just about sacks, it's about throwing off the timing of this offense. Sacks are killers. This offense, we've said it all year. Second and 16, second and 18, they're just not equipped to, 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 to deal with that all night. But even if they mess up the timing a little bit and it's second and nine, second and ten, that's going to be a problem for Mississippi State. State has to keep Will Rogers upright, which they've done the past couple of weeks. We'll see if they can do it again. Mississippi State absolutely must protect the football in 
this game. Ole Miss has been good at turning opponents over. Their turnover margin really good throughout the course of the season. A.J. Finley has been red hot in recent games. He actually dropped an interception against Vanderbilt. He's got three interceptions in the last three games. Had, what, two against Liberty and one against Texas A&M. He's been playing really well. In fact, Ole Miss dropped a couple of interceptions in the game against Vanderbilt last week. Will Rogers has done a really, really good job of protecting the football. Only eight interceptions all season long. That's obviously less than one interception per game. But, going back to Haydad's point, if Mississippi State is not able to protect him exactly the way they want, and they force him into some uncomfortable positions, if he gets a little loose with the football, that could spell trouble. Mississippi State needs to score when it's got opportunities offensively. Ole Miss going to try and take the ball away. So, if Mississippi State wants to win this football game, they absolutely must protect the football. Orky? Limit big plays. One thing State's defense isn't consistently good at is giving up big plays, explosive plays. They have been prone at times this season to give up just that. Ole Miss has struggled lately, and for a varying degree of reasons, quarterback injury, receiver injuries, and the like, have not quite been the score-from-far offense they promote Can't let that happen in this game. Everybody's healthy for Ole Miss, or at least as healthy as they can be right now. You have, at times, given up explosive plays in the back end of your defense. Can't do that tonight, because, my gosh, Ole Miss is really, really good at it when they're clicking. Don't let them start getting clicking. On the other hand, what can Mississippi State absolutely not do? Mississippi State cannot allow the Ole Miss running game to have big plays. Doggone it, now you did it to me! They they have to to make Ely, Parrish, Connor, and Corral grind it out. Uh, yeah. State's defense has been really good against the run all year, but uh, you know A and M had a couple of long runs. Arkansas had a couple of long runs. Obviously Alabama did late in the game. State holds those guys to you know four point three yards per carry, really good. Seven point three yards per carry. Really bad for Mississippi State. I'd love to get cute and come up with something different, but I think that's the key. I think Mississippi State, they absolutely cannot allow Ole Miss to go for its season average of 230 yards a game on the ground. I think Mississippi State holding Ole Miss under 150 rushing is probably a key number. I think if Ole Miss goes north of the 150 number, that means they're probably having some success on the ground, and that's probably a good thing for the Rebels. So Mississippi State absolutely cannot allow Ole Miss to dominate on the ground. Penalties. They can't have penalties. They are one of the most penalized teams in college football facing somebody that is remarkably worse than them in penalties in college football. But not football. in the last two games. Not last in the last two games. Two games. Six and five penalties for Ole Miss. Much better. So you can't be the team that's more penalized tonight. I think the margin for error tonight is very thin. Extremely thin. What we've seen from State this year is how close they have been to being a really good team. What's been the difference? Penalties, turnovers, Mental mistakes. Can't do that tonight. All right, let's flip it around and do the same thing for Ole Miss. Ole Miss absolutely must do what? Well, this is going to feel like I'm kind of flipping Haydad's idea on himself. They got to get some pressure on Will Rogers. They got to make him feel uncomfortable. Uh, they got to allow that Mississippi State offensive line or cause that Mississippi State offensive line to doubt itself a little bit. I think that's going to be through a combination of things. One, they got to get some pressure with a three man rush. That means Sam Williams has got to win some one on ones. Maybe that means that, um, 
old 95. Uh, Tavius Robinson has a little bit of success, and it probably is going to mean that they mix in some blitzes with Chance Campbell and or Mark Robinson, some delayed stuff. We'll see how that plays out. But Ole Miss has got to make Will Rogers uncomfortable if they're going to win tonight. Ole Miss has got to win the matchups in the slot. You know, I feel good about whoever they put on the outside because I think Emerson and, and Forbes can hold their own out there. State safeties this year, you know, they've been hit or miss at times. Lane Kiffin is a master of finding these matchups, you know, and, and you look back at last year with Elijah Moore and all the things he was able to do. So when Dontario Drummond, Braylon Sanders, if they move into the slot, that's the matchup I'm most concerned with for Mississippi State's defense. Yeah, I mean, I think Drummond is the guy you're probably really watching for. What about it, Borky? One uh, thing Ole Miss absolutely must do to win. A little short on time, so let's just flip it. Start us off. What can Ole Miss not do if they want to win tonight? Uh, miss on those big play opportunities. Matt Corral, while still being a very good quarterback, has missed deep balls lately. And he gave you an explanation after the Vanderbilt game for, for why that may be. He looked yeah. healthier in that game than he has in quite some time, honestly. He looked more comfortable running the football. But when you have open receivers, you are or have been one of the best deep ball passers in all of college football. You have to be that because they are going to draw a place to get you there. When you're there, you got to execute because you haven't that much lately. Ole Miss cannot be less physical than Mississippi State. The thing that jumped out to me for Ole Miss in their win against Texas A&M was that they were the more physical football team. They were the team that played harder, that wanted it more. You're going into a road environment. It's going to be loud. It's going to be cold. It's going to be raucous. Tensions can be high in this game. We certainly have seen that through the years. Ole Miss cannot get out physicaled in Starkville by Mississippi State if they want to win this football game. Ole Miss can't let analytics determine what they do and, and let analytics beat them. You get into the red zone, you get points. This is going to be a, a low-scoring game, I think. You've got to take the points when you get the chance. You know, a, a, a quick, uh, a maybe not-so-distant second-place finish for me was going to be Ole Miss absolutely cannot have this game come down to a kick to try to win it. <laughs> <laughs> might, we might get that. We might yeah, get that. We'll, uh, we'll see. It certainly wouldn't be the first time. Guys, how much fun has it been counting down to this game this week? This is your week, hey, Dad. I know you love it. So let's make a prediction. We don't have much time. Go ahead there, buddy. You're at home. State wins a close one. Going to be a tough game. We'll see what happens. 31-28, Bulldogs. 31-28, which, by the way, would be under the 60-and-a-half total. I thought of that. Or can you make a prediction? Yeah, I, I'm leaning with the favorite here. I think that current form, especially second-half offense for Ole Miss, has been a bit of a trend. Now, they're healthier than they've so been in a long time, uh, so that could change things. But right now, uh, Ole Miss in the second half offensively has been far less than inspiring in state. Quite the opposite. So I'll go with the home team in better form right now. Ole Miss wins the game. And I think they win the game because I think you get the Texas A&M version of Ole Miss that was locked in, that was prepared, that was physical, that tackled well, that limited the running game. And I think Ole Miss offensively, maybe they do have to jump out to a fast start in this ballgame. Final score, Ole Miss, 35, Mississippi State, 31. With us for the de facto pregame show. We'll do it tomorrow. Enjoy the Egg Bowl. Mississippi loves high school football. And now you can stream tons of high school football games from across the Magnolia State each Friday night just by going to supertalk.fm slash high school. That's supertalk.fm slash high school. 
And of course, on Friday nights during the season, there's always a game on your local Super Talk radio station. The season's on the line. When it comes to high school football in Mississippi, nobody does it like we do. We are Super Talk Mississippi. Saving you money, I'm Hillary Barsky. The cost of living in the U.S. continued to soar in October as Americans paid more for essentials and inflation hit a near 31-year high. And economists predict it's not going to get better anytime soon. With that in mind, there's some things you can now do to free up some cash for those higher prices and find ways to cut costs according to bank rate. Like refinancing your mortgage as rates continue to be historically low. However, keep in mind that refinancing can come with some upfront cost. And sign up for a healthcare flexible spending plan to cover medical costs. It's open enrollment season, so now's the perfect time to change your health plan. And good old-fashioned coupons and sales can help a lot and stock up on non-perishable items while at the grocery store. And start signing up for loyalty programs. A lot of retailers have programs that offer special discounts or rewards points. Another way to stretch your dollar is to negotiate down the price of what you're buying, but always do your research before you start bargaining. Saving you money, Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Ben Shapiro. Every day we're driving the debate in America with the fastest moving, hardest hitting, most comprehensive fact-based commentary on the radio. Ben Shapiro, tonight at 9 on Super Talk Mississippi. This is Fox on Justice. Google in the spotlight as an unredacted version of a lawsuit filed by Texas AG Ken Paxton on behalf of 15 states charges the company with rigging the online advertising market and squashing the competition. Google operates AdEx, the largest electronic trading market for online ads in existence, processing 11 billion online ad spaces every day. The company also owns the largest buy side and sell side online ad brokers and colluded with Facebook to maintain its competitive position. The result? Well, according to the suit, the company dominates the business, taking a 22 to 42% cut of all ad spending. One senior Google employee admitting the analogy would be if Goldman or Citibank owned the New York Stock Exchange. Google, for its part, says the lawsuit is riddled with inaccuracies. Jerry Willis, Fox News.
If you're planning on frying your turkey, make sure it's properly thawed. Beth Reese with the Mississippi Insurance Department explains. If you drop that even partially frozen bird into hot grease, hot oil, it's going to cause it to overflow. And when it comes in contact with a flame, you're at risk for a fire. A five-pound turkey needs at least 24 hours to thaw. Mississippi Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith reminding us that Thanksgiving is a time to surround ourselves with family and friends and thank God for our many blessings. I hope this Thanksgiving looks different for you than last year's holiday with more loved ones around the table and fewer people on Zoom or FaceTime. Our recovery from the pandemic has taught us not to take for granted our ability to freely gather with those most important to us. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your bayou friends jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's old-time chili recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business, win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit seaspire.com slash business. Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. With 12 stations covering all 82 counties. If it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. The officials decided after some discussion with both coaches and with the group of themselves, there would be no ejections, and both coaches sighed a relief there. They're going to let these guys go at it from here on, but there were some ugly moments in that pregame fight, but it was so widespread they didn't feel like that they could uh, adequately adjudicate any penalties to either side, so they let them both go as they are. Uh, now, Neil Price, the voice of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, joining us uh, from Starkville as we count down to the Egg Bowl. Neil, always appreciate your time. Good to see you. How are things, man? Happy Thanksgiving week and happy Egg Bowl week. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you all. Um, I'm, I'm getting used to this thing being on Thanksgiving so much that, you know, I, my Thanksgiving's on Fridays, it feels like, these, these days. But... Uh, you know, football stadium's not a bad place, I guess, to spend Thanksgiving. Uh, I don't know how many people are giving thanks for one another in that venue uh, based on previous <laughs> experience. But, you know, uh, it's it's always entertaining, no doubt about that. It certainly, it certainly is. is. Neil, Neil I, I, may I may have asked, asked you this in the past. I, I'm curious, from what you knew of the Egg Bowl coming in, to now that you've experienced a few times, how are your impressions of this game different than maybe they were initially? 
Well, I think that, you know, even as an outsider, you knew that it was important to people in the state. Uh, before I got here, I think that I viewed it more as it's a great game to watch on a holiday weekend uh, if you didn't have a rooting interest. Uh, and, and now what I would tell you, having done four of them, is I was around Kentucky and Louisville for 12 years, which in that part of the world is a big deal, and it's got nothing on this. Um, it's tame compared to this. Uh, so, yeah, uh, my view of it has changed, I think, a lot in, in four years. It, it is, if you're not inside the borders of the Magnolia State and you're just a casual college football fan, this one flies under the radar, I think, a lot. Uh, when you look at the other big rivalry games. But I would tell you, having been in the middle of it now, that it is just as entertaining. The fan bases are just as passionate. It means just as much to the players on both sides as the, the big game or uh, the third or fourth Saturday in October, whatever year <laughs> it might be. Um, you know, uh, any of those, you know, I, I think uh, I think that it's it's up there. You know, you know the, the, the fascinating thing to me is that when you look at this particular game, and maybe part of the reason that it does fly under the radar is Ole Miss and Mississippi State are not always great football teams. Sometimes the stakes are not terribly high for this game, but that's not the case this year. I, I just wonder if we see a boost in the national viewing audience because it's not a game where it's just weird and, oh, they're probably going to fight. It's a game that's got some significance to it with two pretty good football teams, and it sure feels like it makes it more fun. Yeah, and I think the other thing that helps it, too, is that you've got two coaches that are household names, you know, and that's not always been the case either. Uh, you know, now you've had some great names historically that have coached in the rivalry. But, I mean, in terms of where, where these two guys who are coaching these teams are in, in the forefront of football fans' minds, I don't know that either team has had that kind of cachet coming into it. So, yeah, I think you're probably on to something, that there are a lot more people nationally who will be interested in it because it's, it's a game that on paper you think there are going to be some points. Um, Ball's going to go up and down the field. It's going to be in the air a lot, you know, and, and who doesn't enjoy watching that? So I, I do think that there will be a lot of people with a national TV audience. I think those numbers ought to be pretty good. We, we talked to David Kellum earlier, and obviously, you know, he's called so many of these games. He has quite the memory bank to draw on for, for his favorite moments. You don't have that, but you have one of the most memorable moments in the 2019 Egg Bowl. How do you call craziness like the the final – five six minutes of that game you're just along for the ride like everybody else i mean there's no script for that um due respect there's no page in the broadcaster manual for a guy running over to a pylon lifting his leg like a dog getting a 15 yard penalty and then the game gets decided on an extra point that's 30 yards away i haven't found that page yet so you're just as shocked and stunned as everybody else <laughs> I think it came across that way uh, in 19 you know um, again kind of what makes this one unique compared to some of the others is that strange things happen and have happened um, that said I thought the game last year was entertaining I thought of the three 
four that I've done, it was it was the one at the end where I looked back and said, okay, nothing really out of the ordinary happened here. It was just a good football game. And I kind of hope we're headed down that path because, again, if you're trying to build um, a national audience for a game like this, I think that both teams would love for it to be because they play good between the lines and not for whatever sideshow occurs in the middle of it. I mean, I, I just think that's what's best for the rivalry and for the game on a national level. So we'll see if we get that again, uh, like we talked about. A lot of eyeballs, you'd think, watching the game on Thursday night. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, it'll be another classic and one that people will look at and kind of you know, bookmark and say, you know, a year from now, we want to make sure that we make plans to watch this or be part of it again. Neil, you've had a, uh, a great front row seat to watch Will Rogers uh, for the entirety of his career, from kind of being thrust into it uh, a season ago and then maybe having a little bit of growth as the season went along. I thought maybe the Egg Bowl last year was kind of the point where it was like, all right, th- this might work. And then kind of throughout the course of this season, watching him go from good to just putting up prolific numbers. Is it as simple as experience, or is there something else that's there that has allowed him to make the jump that he's made in Mike Leach's offense? Well, the experience, I think Richard's the biggest part of it. Um, You know, Mike Leach is big on repetition and consistency. We talk about that a lot uh, on the radio show each week and in the pregame interviews and in the postgame interviews. And Will certainly is building that. You know, he's right around 20 starts now for his career. And, you know, I asked Coach if if, if 20 was like a magic number. Is that kind of like the 10,000-hour rule? If you do something for 10,000 hours, you become proficient at it. And he didn't quite agree with me on that. He thought that, that Will had something a little bit extra that's helped him cover a lot of ground in still a pretty short period of time. And what I think that is is that – he is he's a great leader he's a charismatic guy um i think the guys in the locker room love to play for him and love to play on a team with him um you can't coach some of that kind of stuff you know and if you saw some of the videos online uh that were posted you know from the the comeback win at auburn a couple weeks ago especially the quote from will between the third and fourth quarter akin to I'm tired of just barely beating people I want to go out and win a game and and, and, you know I I think that that's what you want to hear from the guy who's a leader of your football team so he checks the boxes with regard to that physically he has he has certainly gotten better mentally he's seeing things differently now I think than probably was even at the beginning of this year and it's been a lot of fun to watch him and a lot of other really young guys on State's football team start to put it together. And you can't help but be a little bit excited about what the future might be like here, too, um, with, with a lot of those guys scheduled to come back next year. About that. I, I'm curious, did you take Mike Leach farther down that road of like debating the philosophies of Malcolm Gladwell? No, because here's the deal. Mike Leach is infinitely <laughs> smarter than I am. Uh, and, and, I mean, if you spend five minutes with him, you'll figure that out real quick. He's got a Pepperdine Law degree. 
and I've just got a bachelor's in mass communications. So, I mean, you know, he, uh, he's got me by a wide margin in the intelligence column there. But, hey, I'll tell you this. He, he is a wildly uh, entertaining and engaging guy to talk to. And as much as I have enjoyed talking football with him these last two years, the moments that we have in breaks in between uh, during the radio show, the moments that we have before and after we do the pregame interview, those are among my favorites. I mean, it's it's just uh, both of us are fans of the TV show Yellowstone, and we had a long discussion about that two weeks ago and what we thought of the new season of Yellowstone. And, you know, you learn that – and it's tough, I think, at this level because there's such an, a demand on the time of coaches – from media and everybody else, uh, I think the thing that stands out to me is Mike Leach at his core is, is, is a regular guy, and and I can appreciate that. And I really like that you can get to know him a little bit on a human level, and, and it's not just the, the personality that you see on TV, the mad scientist or whatever else you want to call him. You know, he's the pirate or whatever. It's he, He's a pretty regular guy. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I played catch up last night. I watched the first three seasons of uh, three episodes of season four last night. Episode one. That may be the most intense hour of television I've ever seen. Neil, thanks so much for your time. Look forward to seeing you this weekend. Yeah, see you guys. Neil Price, voice of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, joining us. Mississippi loves high school football. And now you can stream tons of high school football games from across the Magnolia State each Friday night just by going to supertalk.fm slash high school. That's supertalk.fm slash high school. And of course, on Friday nights during the season, there's always a game on your local Supertalk radio station. The season's on the line. When it comes to high school football in Mississippi, nobody does it like we do. We are Supertalk Mississippi. Get the news that matters to Mississippi on Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Each weekday starting at 10 a.m., Gerard brings you a spirited debate on the key stories of the day with the newsmakers and powerful reporting on the issues you care about. Listen on your local Super Talk station or anywhere you get Super Talk Mississippi. And watch the show live on C Spire Channel 70, Super Talk TV, and on the Super Talk Mississippi app. This is House Call for Health. Drug overdose deaths in the United States topping 100,000 annually. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's National Center for Health Statistics releasing provisional data showing 100,306 overdose deaths during a 12-month period ending in April of this year. That's an increase of nearly 29% or more than 78,000 deaths from the same period the previous year. Many of the overdose increases came from synthetic opioids, primarily fentanyl, methamphetamine, cocaine, and natural and semi-synthetic opioids. The CDC says overdoses can be prevented using several strategies. Enhance linkage to care. Reduce high-risk prescription drug use. Increase distribution of and access to naloxone. That's a non-addictive, life-saving drug that can reverse the effects of an opioid overdose when administered in a timely manner. And increase access to risk reduction service. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health on Lisa Brady. Fox News. When it comes to the outdoors, we are one. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the great outdoors. So let's talk about it. 
Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews. Mondays starting at noon here on Super Talk Mississippi. Presented by the Foundation Protecting Our Outdoors Heritage. Listen or watch the show anywhere you get Super Talk Mississippi. Take a pause. Oh, hold on. Let me grab that. Take a pause. Hello? All right, Baxter. Let me get back to you. Now, what if your dog could call you at any time that they wanted to? Dr. Ileana Hersky-Douglas at the University of Glasgow has been working on that. There are already plenty of gadgets that let you talk to your dog remotely, but the doctor wanted to come up with a device that lets the dogs do the dialing. Animals can be active users of technology. She said she put her device inside a ball and connected that to her laptop at home so when her dog, Zach, would shake that ball, the laptop would come on and dial into her at work with a video call. When we first demonstrated the ball to him, he got like a, a bit confused, he whined a bit. Um, but after that, he was perfectly fine with it. Dog phone isn't ready for market yet, but soon you may be able to knick-knack, patty-whack, give the dog a phone. Take a pause. Jill Nato, Fox News. Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services in Hattiesburg is one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses. Pine Grove provides the highest quality mental health care for children, adolescents, and adults. Pine Grove also features several specialty addiction treatment programs for men and women. Additionally, Pine Grove specializes in the treatment of licensed professionals. Please call 1-888-574-HOPE for more information and visit pinegrovetreatment.com. Before the action begins, make sure your bets are in. Every hit. This ball is crushed. Every point. Who they give it to? Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino revolutionizes the fan experience. On your phone, casino kiosk, at the timeout lounge. Don't just be a fan, be a player, be a winner. Get to Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. We're not just fans, we're here to play. The birthplace of America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24 7 at supertalk.fm. This show was previously recorded. Robinson checking the 6 5, comes on the bootleg action, has running room toward the goal line, and the corner scores. Sleepy Robinson on the bootleg action runs over Chauncey Godwin and scores. Rapid in maroon and white. Pitches to Deuce. Now he's going to throw back to the near side to Miller. He catches 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Wow! He's doing it all tonight. Deuce and He's doing it all tonight. Somebody forgot to cover the quarterback. Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. We'll be a part of the conversation. Join us on the Ceasefire text line at 601-879-4395. So, I don't know, a little coaching carousel conversation? Yeah, I think so. Because the next layer to this, because somebody said, why are you talking about this? It's Egg Bowl week. First of all, it's big college football news, and a lot of people are talking about it. Second of all, though, 
this, whether directly or indirectly, relates right back to the state of Mississippi, one way or another, because, as we mentioned before, Mel Tucker's going to get a stupid contract. It's Regardless if it's the 95 number or not anymore, it's going to be ridiculous. Whoever LSU hires is going to get a stupid amount of money also, even if it's Billy Napier, which yeah. apparently it might be. The market's resetting. At least it feels that way. And it does not appear at the moment that LSU is making a run at Lane Kiffin. It doesn't appear that Florida's making a run at him either. It does not appear to be on those lists right now. But there's that Miami thing hanging out there. And even if they don't fire Manny Diaz, which reportedly last night is increasingly less likely, still could happen, but not as likely as people think, Ole Miss is going to have to give Lane Kiffin a raise. Even if Miami doesn't come after him, he and his agent are going to get more money from Ole Miss. How much? And... How do you work around the four-year thing in the state of Mississippi? Because I promise you, Jimmy Sexton and Lane Kiffin are going to make sure that it's not just a one-year rollover with a little bit more money. There's going to be some assurances there. So if you're Keith Carter, one, I'm sure you hate Penn State right now and Michigan State and LSU because they're driving the price up. Well, which we talked about with Keith Carter last week, right, about a market reset that is actively happening. What was his quote, seven's the new five? Yeah. Oh, what do you do? Because you got to do something. Even if Miami doesn't come open, a a raise is coming. It's going to basically be demanded by coach and agent. So what do you do? Let's take this beyond Ole Miss. What do you do if you're Mississippi State? You got Mike Leach sitting there at five million dollars in year two of his deal. I don't. Hey, Dad, I don't know if there was an automatic rollover or if they extended it back out to four years after last season. I, I don't know the answer to that. Do you? I don't believe they extended it last year. I don't believe they did. Okay, well, if they didn't extend it after last year, then obviously you're going to extend his deal this year. Mm-hmm. But why would Mike Leach say, sure, just keep it how it is and extend it two more years? When he goes, right. yeah, I, I, I got this thing moving now. There's there's going to be a, 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 an increase. So there, there's no way around that. How much is that increase going to be? I don't know the answer. Maybe Maybe a half mil. Maybe a mil. I don't know the answer. I don't. I don't think Leach is going to seven. But if he went to six, I wouldn't be overly surprised. Yeah, Man, that doesn't seem unreasonable. Yeah. Why is? Hmm. Just want to real quick, Richard. We got some bad news here on Twitter. Cecil Hart passed away. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Been no, Cecil had some pretty serious health issues. Yeah. The funniest guy I, I on Twitter. That I ever got to deal with. Just absolutely sharp, hilarious, great writer. That sucks. That sucks. Been at the Tuscaloosa News for a long time covering yeah. Alabama. Certainly one of the veteran sports writers in, uh, in the SEC footprint. And Cecil wasn't, I mean, I think to a degree, everybody that comes across, uh, covers Alabama is going to come across a little pro Alabama, but mm-hmm. doggone it, how do you not come across pro Alabama if you cover the team and you have for the last 15 years, much he less wor- the last he, 30 he or 40 years? He went to Alabama. Years. He went to Alabama. He worked for Bear Bryant for a little while. I'll begrudge yeah. him a little bias. Yeah. But, uh, but I Great didn't guy. really ever feel like that's what Cecil was in terms of the way he covered Alabama. He's a good writer. And a uh, lot of institutional knowledge and a, uh, a good person as well. Condolences to uh, Cecil's family and friends and all of the Alabama fans out there that have read him for so many years covering the Crimson Tide. That stinks. That's a bummer. 
Just a bummer. College football fix is coming up. Borky, the, the question that I was struggling for exactly how to word, why does Lane Kiffin's name come up for every job? Because he puts it out there. You think he's the one that's putting it out there? Yeah. I don't think Jimmy Sexton does that for all of his clients. Jimmy Sexton floats names, but seems more than some. We'll be back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Get the news that matters to Mississippi on Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Each weekday starting at 10 a.m., Gerard brings you a spirited debate on the key stories of the day with the newsmakers and powerful reporting on the issues you care about. Listen on your local Super Talk station or anywhere you get Super Talk Mississippi. And watch the show live on C Spire Channel 70, Super Talk TV, and on the Super Talk Mississippi app. From the Magnolia State to the world, you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, Mississippi at supertalk.fm. I'm Pam Puso. The balloons and marching bands were back. So were the crowds at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. The real stars of the show are the 15 gigantic character balloons. There were some new additions this year, including Grogu, the baby Yoda from Star Wars The Mandalorian, Ada Twist from Netflix, and some classics like Snoopy, Pokemon, SpongeBob, and Ronald McDonald. Fox's Brian Yenis in New York. A bipartisan group of U.S. lawmakers is spending the holiday in Taiwan, much to the chagrin of China, which claims the island as its own. U.S. officials say the lawmakers, including Democrat Alyssa Slotkin and Republican Nancy Mace, will meet with Taiwanese leaders to discuss relations with the U.S. and security matters. They're expected to leave tomorrow. Fox's Simon Owen. America's listening to Fox News. Take a pause. Oh, hold on. Let me grab that. Take a pause. Hello? Uh, All right, Baxter. Let me get back to you. Now, what if your dog could call you at any time that they wanted to? Dr. Ileana Hersky-Douglas at the University of Glasgow has been working on that. There are already plenty of gadgets that let you talk to your dog remotely, but the doctor wanted to come up with a device that lets the dogs do the dialing. Animals can be active users of technology. She said she put her device inside a ball and connected that to her laptop at home so when her dog, Zach, would shake that ball, the laptop would come on and dial into her at work with a video call. When we first demonstrated the ball to him, he got like a, a bit confused, he whined a bit. Um, but after that, he was perfectly fine with it. Dog phone isn't ready for market yet, but soon you may be able to knick-knack, patty-whack, give the dog a phone. Take a pause. Jill Nato, Fox News. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. If you've opted to travel by train this holiday season, Jason Abrams with Amtrak clarifies the rules regarding vaccination status and masks. Passengers do not have to be vaccinated for travel, but it's a federal law to be wearing your mask for customers and employees in a station and on a train as well. Amtrak predicts they'll have around 800,000 riders across the country this holiday weekend alone. 
And one of the biggest shopping days of the year is the day after Thanksgiving. But don't forget about Small Business Saturday, which is the day after. It began in 2010 to help local businesses recover from the Great Recession and quickly grew into a Thanksgiving weekend tradition. American Express estimates that people spent $19.8 billion on last year's sales holiday, a small increase from the year before. For more Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Andy Davis. On December the 3rd, I tested positive for COVID. I was to the point where I really couldn't even walk. She was admitted to the Tupelo Hospital. That's where she remained for 82 days. That was the first time they told Reggie he could come see me. I nearly lost my wife. I mean, that's real. There ain't no false information. And I don't want to see you lose a loved one. Sponsored by Delta Health Alliance. Go to GetYourShotMS.org. Hey, sports fans. This football season, MDOT wants to ensure you get to your game day destination safely. So before you hit the road to watch your favorite team, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is free for both Apple and Android devices. And remember to drive smart on the way to the game. That means buckling up, obeying the speed limit, and avoiding distracted driving, especially when traveling in work zones. For more information, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter. It's called Secret Sister, but the Better Business Bureau calls it a scam. It usually surfaces around the holidays on social media. The gist is that if you send one gift, you could get over 30 or so in return. According to the BBB, you're asked to provide personal information, then buy and ship gifts or money to people you don't know, hoping to get the same in return. But it doesn't happen. And Thanksgiving is a time to remember what you're grateful for. But a study shows the majority of parents believe their own children are ungrateful. Monica DeLuca with Fox explains. The poll conducted for the C.S. Mott Children's Hospital in Michigan analyzed responses from over a thousand randomly selected parents with at least one child age 4 to 10. It found that 81% of parents agree that children today are not grateful for what they have. 42% of parents acknowledge they're sometimes embarrassed by their children's selfish actions. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way, and so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit seaspire.com slash business. From the Magnolia State to the world, you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, Mississippi at supertalk.fm. This show was previously recorded. Mississippi State and Ole Miss getting set of this series between these two schools that dates back to 1901. And since the year 1915, with the exception of World War II years, these teams have met on an annual basis. 
It's a foot race, and Walton is going to go all the way. That's running room toward the goal line, and the corner scores. Rapid in maroon and white. This ball game is officially in the record book. Picked off by Ole Miss. In on the sidelines goes Bridges. He's taking it to the house. Touchdown, Rebel! Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Thank you for being with us. First of all, happy Thanksgiving. And second, happy Egg Bowl Thursday. Guys, what is up? We've been counting down. We've been waiting. And it is finally here. Mississippi State and Ole Miss coming up tonight in Starkville. I love Thanksgiving. I love the Egg Bowl. Thanksgiving, the only day of the calendar year. Where it's acceptable to say the word moist. It's the only day that I'll allow it. It's still terrible. It's turkey terrible. Must but be moist or it's your no turkey good. Dry can be turkey, moist. No bueno. That's right. That's what gravy is for. Also, it's the Egg Bowl, my favorite college football game of the year. So this is my day. I love this day, and I'm looking forward to it. Thanksgiving is your favorite holiday, right? Yes. Yes. Now, granted, Big I'm going to have Thanksgiving guy. dinner until Saturday, but I'm sure I'll find somebody's turkey to pick off of today. Well, and I'm, but I'm that's like what I was thinking. Sounds. I mean, if you need to know how much the Egg Bowl means to Brian Haydad, he takes his favorite holiday and says, you know what? Favorite holiday of the year, Mr. Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. I'm going to push you 48 hours down the road. I'll see you on Saturday. It's going to be okay. You'll have to survive. That's what it means to him. That's what it means to me. Yes. Love the Egg Bowl. I just thought here we are. you were a big fan of Pilgrim's. Shout out Malcolm Reed for the recipes, by the way. Okay. Oh, what, what are you going with? Depending on him exclusively for his smoked turkey and Mississippi pot roast. Oh, Mississippi pot beef on Thanksgiving is a good call. Yeah, putting that in the mix, man. I, I mean, yeah. the way Malcolm does his turkey, I add one thing, and it's Cajun butter mm-hmm. injector. Oh, I yeah, just yeah. I add that to it. Um, but too many people are beholden to the turkey or the ham. Like, why not? I know prime rib is a Christmas thing. If you got it. Prime rib is great on Thanksgiving. I've drop it. it on Thanksgiving. If you want to do a chicken thing, drop it on Thanksgiving. Why not? I got, so, I got a 16-pound turkey. I got a 4.5-pound pork loin. And we're having some kibbe. So oh, it's going to yeah. be a good day. Attaboy. Well, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just going to have to disagree with you on this front. Thanksgiving is a holiday that is about tradition and doing it the traditional way. I am 100% with you. On Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, going the uh, the beef tenderloin route or the steaks route, if you prefer, or whatever you like, whatever your family tradition is. But Thanksgiving is about turkey and dressing it's and not. sweet potato casserole and some green beans or green bean casserole and mashed potatoes. The, the sides are fine. You can have all the sides you want. But go and back ham. to the first Thanksgiving. There you go, ham. Go back to the first Thanksgiving. They had deer. They had quail. They had everything. They had corn. off the land. They had corn. Yes. Yes. Like Be careful there. So a great day, <laughs> Thanksgiving, but also a great day because we finally get to stop talking about it and what we think is going to happen, and tonight we get to see what actually happened. And that's what we'll do tomorrow. Obviously, we're going to recap the Egg Bowl in every possible way that we can, but This is kind of our last opportunity to preview this game. And so 
We're going to get to two questions coming up later. What must Ole Miss, what must Mississippi State absolutely do to win? What can they absolutely not do if they want to win? We'll get to that coming up. But we've all talked about it ad nauseum. We've looked at it from every single angle. So on this final afternoon before we get to the game, what is the number one thing that you're watching for, Michael Borky, I'll start with you. Game within the game here, Mississippi State's offensive line versus Ole Miss's pass rush. That that is so my thing. Well, you got a you got a couple minutes. Come up with another one, I guess. But that, that, that's the <laughs> that, that's the key to the game it is because the rush three drop eight has not worked against Mississippi State the last few weeks. You are having to bring at least one additional guy from somewhere to get pressure. If you cannot get pressure on Will Rogers. If you got eight men in coverage, it doesn't matter. Somebody's going to get open eventually. He will find him. He is as accurate of a quarterback as there is in the SEC right now, in the country right now. If you give him time, he will find you. So where does Ole Miss get pressure and how? Because although I think Sam Williams will be playing on Sundays next year, I don't think he can do it alone. If you just bring three, State can double them. They can use backs to to help. Probably not Charles Cross very often in this game. Uh, Stop Sam Williams. So will Ole Miss be able to get pressure and how? Are they going to bring Chance Campbell like they have done on a lot of delayed blitzes and other things? Is it going to be safeties? Are they going to stunt? What will Ole Miss do to try to generate pressure? Because if they can't get pressure, it's going to be a long night here in a few hours. A long, long, long night if they can't get pressure. So how are they going to try to do it? Because the rush three didn't work two months ago now in Fayetteville, and you saw what happened. Since then, they've been mixing up uh, fronts, they've been mixing up back-end coverages as well, and how they've brought pressure, and it's worked. Will that work tonight? Key to the game right there. What about you, Ed? What are you watching for? The quarterbacks. This is a good old-fashioned quarterback duel we're about to get. Two of the best in the SEC, two of the best in the country. Uh, Corral you know, started out the season super hot, had a fantastic stretch in the middle of the year, then we had the ankle injury. You know, the rushing number sort of went down, but the passing has still been there for him. Been really great back there in the pocket. And Ole Miss has weapons. Will Rogers, sort of the opposite. Started out slowly, but now he is maybe the hottest quarterback in the country. This is as good as we've had since probably 15 with Kelly versus Prescott. Um, and that was a day where I, Prescott didn't have his best day that day. I think both quarterbacks are going to have great days today. And I, I know, Richard, you don't agree with me, but I think – the guy who hoists the trophy at the end of this game, if his stats bear him out, is going to get the Connerly trophy when we're down there on Tuesday. Well, and that may very well be the case. I'm, I'm going to go a little bit different. Uh, Hayden, I know both you and I agree with what Michael Borky was saying. Absolutely. Borky's with, with point is the number to, one point. To, to Mississippi State's offensive line versus can Ole Miss get pressure? Because I think that's the area where you can really – kind of knock Will Rogers out of his game. I think about the Arkansas game. I know the numbers were pretty good, but he was a little less accurate in Arkansas in the game against Arkansas lost that Mississippi State had. And Arkansas got some pressure on him. Even if it wasn't a ton of sacks, they made him uncomfortable, kind of got him moving a little bit, and didn't give him the time to just kind of sit back there. Because to Borky's point just a second ago, if you give him time to sit back, and survey the defense, he can go option one, option two, option three, option four, still not there, back to option one, check down, option one, boom. He just went through six reads in a progression, and he avoided a negative play. Might not be a huge play, but he avoided a negative play. But I want to step away from that and say that I think one of the things to watch for in this game is big plays. 
which team is able to get more big plays? Now, they the big plays might come in different ways. Because one of the things that you could see from Ole Miss is big plays in the running game. Ole Miss is the number one rushing offense in the SEC at 230, almost 231 yards per game. But on the flip side of that, Mississippi State's rush defense is third in the SEC, giving up 96 yards per game. If Ole Miss is able to create some seams early, Jerry Neely's been running really, really well as of late. If he can hit a couple of big plays in the run game to loosen things up, maybe that's a good sign for Ole Miss. You think about the way the game began a year ago. Remember, Ole Miss got off to a fast start in that game. Mississippi State was in a hole that they were never able to completely climb out of. It was big plays early, right? Wasn't it Matt Corral to Braylon Sanders early in that ball game for a big touchdown? Had some other big pass plays down the field. So that's on the Ole Miss side of things. Where do the big plays come from? From Mississippi State. We know that Will Rogers is not afraid to spread it around. He can go to six, seven, eight, nine, maybe ten different guys in terms of catching the football. But is there a single matchup? Is it Makai Polk against whoever he's lined up against? Is it Austin Williams with a mismatch somewhere in the slot? I, I don't know who it is, but I'm curious if Mississippi State can hit some big pla- passing plays down the field which is something they didn't do a whole lot of early in the season, but have gotten a little bit better about as the season has gone along. Maybe it's Ra-Ra Thomas. I, I don't know who that would be. Hey, Dad, who would that be? If, if you had to say, this is the guy that created big plays in the passing game on the receiving end, who would you guess? Jaden Wally. Okay. Who had a who big game really done, last year in the Egg Bowl. But hasn't really done it this year. But, yeah, he did have a big game this year. And another guy to watch, you got to think, is Austin Williams. That fumble has to have been on his mind for 365 days or however many it's been. Got to think he wants to make a play tonight to put his name uh, in the record books. I don't know. Just because it's been on your mind for 365 days doesn't call, necessarily mean it's been on his mind. Call it long. a hunch. Call it a hunch. I want to also say I want to thank you guys, obviously loyal Thunder and Lightning listeners, to have these talking points about Mississippi State. Good job. I am a subscriber. There you go. I think I am, too. I gave a three-star rating, though. Three stars? You you messed up. It's five stars, and you say whatever you want in the comments. (laughs) It is the battle for the Golden Egg, and it is coming up. Kickoff a little bit after 6.30 tonight, Mississippi State. And Ole Miss. Rebels coming into this game 9-2 and two on the year. Trying to have their first ever 10 wins in the regular season SEC, or a slate overall. Trying to get their sixth SEC win. Mississippi State coming in at 7-4, and 4-3 four, four and three in the SEC. We'll take a timeout. More coming up. Sports Talk Mississippi. In a world full of noise. Devastating <laughs> Finding information that matters to you can be overwhelming. That's why Super Talk is here. Here we go. To filter through the noise, to cut through the clutter, to deliver real information and discuss how it affects you. You'll know what's important and why it matters when you listen to Super Talk Mississippi. This is Paul Perrine with Fox News Director of Polling, Dana Blanton. Gas prices are at a seven-year high. No wonder most, 72%, say prices at the pump 
pose a financial hardship for their family. Our Fox News survey also asked, what should President Biden do to bring down prices? A majority says, take action. Relax regulations on domestic drilling or open strategic oil reserves. But one in four says, do nothing. Either keep costs high to discourage people from driving or let the market decide prices. A third of voters believe Biden is happy about higher gas prices because it'll spur use of alternative energy. A recent comment from White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki explains why they might think that. Look, our view is that the rise in gas prices over the long term makes an even stronger case for doubling down our investment and our focus on clean energy options. But it's hard to believe Biden's happy given the 10-point drop in his approval rating. I'm Dana Blanton. That's your poll Puri. Who doesn't love a good laugh and free car advice? Well, it depends on the advice. Tune into Under the Hood and you can have both. I'm Russ, along with Shannon and Chris, your hosts for two of the best hours you'll spend this week. We've been the motor medics since 1990, and we'll tackle any question you can throw at us. You don't have to be a car person to love Under the Hood. We've got something for everyone right here every week. Under the Hood, Saturdays from 3 to 5 p.m., right here on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. The Dean's List with Janice Dean. A military veteran who doesn't let a disease stop him from doing what he loves the most makes today's Dean's List. Norman Greenstein is known as the Parkinson's painter. In high school, his art teacher said he'd never make it as an artist. So he did other things for a career. He still did his art from time to time, but never as a full-time job. But after being diagnosed with Parkinson's three years ago, Norman decided to take up his passion again full-time and wanted to raise awareness for those that live with the same illness. Gabe Greenstein says his father continues to fight through his challenges to do what he loves. An online gallery was launched to feature his beautiful art. In 2018, Norman, who lives in Hartford, Connecticut, began selling his first paintings, with galleries exhibiting his work. The team is also working on releasing Norm's first digital art collection. Well done, Norman. Keep on doing what you love. That's what life is all about. Janice Dean, Fox News. From the birthplace of America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. This show was previously recorded. There were all locations all across the field, and there were probably 80 players that were involved in this situation. Here we go, Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, and now John Bond joining us as well. If it was on the phone, it would be on the Farm Bureau phone line. But he is in studio in Jackson, right across the glass from Michael Borky, and kind enough to spend a little time with us. JB, what's up, my man? Oh, man, look, I always look forward to it. You guys are always fun to hang out with. 
You know, Haydad says old Miss people and state people can't like each other, can't be friends, <laughs> and it, but I like you. I just can't help it. Uh, well, we uh, we're almost up on that twenty-four hour rule. <laughs> so, uh, so, so a day from now we have to not like each other correct, for what forty-eight hours? Correct. A day before and a day after. There you go. Yeah. And it's uh, you know it's it's kept a lot of friendships together. Probably uh, <laughs> probably not a bad plan. John got to uh, got to the studio just a few minutes ago, and, mm. and I texted him just to uh, hang out and make himself. A home and he said there were not adequate refreshments to be able to make himself at home so i'm sorry that we were not more hospitable uh i was thinking earlier john i think in a lot of ways you were ahead of your time because i mean you, you were you were getting the nil deals long before these guys today were getting them weren't you yeah but not getting the dollars like they are you know it's uh yeah i did a lot of stuff for free i can tell you that it was um uh, it was a lot different then, but it was, you know, it was still, uh, you know, you're getting out and you get in the community, so I guess you got some things out of it, and they did too, and it was, uh, you know, I scratch, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your type deal, so it, uh, it all worked out. Everything was, everything was good. Everything was good. <laughs> John. Hey, Dad, you, you look like you're about to talk. Well, I was, and then you said something. See, we're getting into that, that 48 hour thing now. It's, it's starting to, starting to <laughs> creep in. Close. Uh, John, you, you won two, you lost two. Right. Uh, so you know, you know the the, the the glory of victory and the agony of defeat to put it in those kind of announcements. In the worst kind of ways. Yeah. So which one stays with you more through the years? Uh, the the losses or the or the wins or, or yeah. I. It's hard to forget any of them. <laughs> For me, you know, it's uh, the way we lost the two that we lost were just um, kind of unforgettable. You know, and then the two we won, um, uh, that was pretty good too, especially my freshman year and winning the, you know, Sports Illustrated National Back of the Week and a, you know, and a record that I didn't even really know I had until Fitzgerald broke it, you know, a few years ago. So it's, uh, so they're all, they were all memorable in their own special way. <laughs> Let's walk through them, John. Let's start with your freshman year. You guys are ranked 17th in the country going in. Uh, I believe there was a uh, a win over Alabama in the mix uh, that season. The yeah. the, uh, the six to three game, good football team, low low ish scoring game. Nineteen fourteen. What stood out uh, for you from the nineteen eighty game? You know, I'll tell you what that uh, the defense we had that year was just incredible. I mean, it. Um, uh, you know, we had to score some points at times. You know, Miami, LSU. We had a few games. We had to put some points on the board. But after that Southern game, after that Southern shellacking we took, man, it was like they just they uh, they, they they strapped it on. They they said we're we're going to win these things, the rest of these games, and and that's kind of the way it ended up. So I always loved watching that the defense and and you know going against John Forcade and the uh, you know him being I think he was the if I remember right the total yards leader from the year before and may have been that year. Um, and the way they kind of shut him down, and another freshman over there, Billy Jackson, they kind of kind of ended that game. It was um, it was just it's always fun to watch that defense in 1980, and and that game was no different than the rest. And and uh, you know, Glenn Collins and Johnny Cooks and Tyrone Keys. I mean, the names just go mm. on and on. And Larry Friday, and you know, all the, uh, the time that they spent in the NFL, you just you knew you were with a, a special group of guys. All right, so you guys ran a wishbone-based offense, a lot of running, a lot of option in there. Right. 
I'm assuming that Coach Ballard did not necessarily have you in a green jersey or a yellow jersey no. or a black jersey to keep you from getting hit <laughs> in practice. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's very accurate. In fact, um, you know, at the first of the year, I was I worked my way up the depth chart, and in fact, I was uh, yeah. They recruited another quarterback that was that ran the wishbone, started all four years out of New Orleans, and. Um, uh, so and I'd never run the wishbone. We in fact we we had shotgun and and we ran the pro set and I sprinted out and we ran the flat curl and you know and all that kind of stuff and and uh, uh, so I was up against a bunch of guys that had at least been in it at least one year and one guy that had run it four years. So working my way up the depth chart was great. And I'll never forget I uh, I made it to number two and I thought man that's the greatest man I'm at number two on the depth chart. This is fantastic. Then we go out there that Monday before Memphis State and I realize uh oh. Number two offense scrimmages. Number one defense. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> that was not fun. So I did everything I could to get to that number one spot so I could scrimmage the number two defense. Did, did you ever have a head-on collision with Johnny Cooks? Oh yeah, had several. Had several with him and Glenn Collins and Ty and all those guys. I mean, it was um, it was wide open on Tuesdays and about half of Wednesdays. So uh, Mondays we laid off a little bit, but Tuesdays and Wednesdays were wide open. John, you know, on this show, every now and then I've been known to complain about officiating. Every Just every now and then I'll do that. <laughs> so I'm going to give you an open mic here. If you got anything oh, you want to say about Dick Pace right this oh, second, I'll let you gosh. have it. Oh, my gosh. That is the worst call ever, although I have seen some others this year. Um, right, hold on now. What was the call? What, what are we talking about? Oh, and 4K will swear up and down that the guy was killing him, the, the receiver, the whole way down, and he, he never touched him. I think – who was it? Uh, oh, Johnson. Was it Johnson? The, yeah, the, I think you're right, but I'm not – yeah, that I mean, just stepped around in front of the, you know, uh, John threw the ball up in the end zone, and um, they were on about the fifty, I guess, and uh, he threw the ball up in the end zone, and and um, uh, KJ someone stepped in front of it. I mean, it was a clean interception. He caught the ball, fell on the ground, jumped up with the number one, you know, and and uh, was running off, and then here comes the flag, and they called pass interference, and that's when they moved it to the one, and and uh, the rest is history. So that's that's how we lost one that first one that my sophomore year and and it was funny that year we had uh, we lost two games uh, with two return well one a return touchdown and one a pass interference call in the end zone yeah so yeah I, I can <laughs> I can talk about refs all day long I mean it's really <laughs> crazy that all these years later you guys still do not come to the realization that it was the right call <laughs> I mean they ju- sometimes these guys just get it right well yeah sometimes and sometimes they miss them um, but they uh, you know what in fact uh the guy and if I remember right, I believe he was involved in the Methodist Church in some kind of way. He was a preacher or something and felt really bad about that and wrote Coach Ballard a letter of apology later that's, on. That's and what I, it is at Mississippi State. We always get the letter. Exactly. We get the letter after the game. Exactly. Oh, sorry we messed yeah. up. Yep, and yeah. and because uh, I, 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 if I'm remembering all that right, that's the way that happened. Mm. So, yeah. Was. So was 82 a cra- so, so 81 or 80, excuse me, crazy low-scoring game. Right. 82 or – I'm sorry, my years are off. 80 low-scoring game, tight to the end. Obviously, you just described 81, tight to the end. Was 82 different? A little bit, just simply because we had a really good offense that year. Um, in fact, I think uh, we held the most yards per game until, like, Dak in the Liberty Bowl, whenever that was. I think it was 2010. I mean, it was uh, – 
uh, a really good offense. That was when Ken Hall and all those guys were seniors. Yeah. Uh, we had Danny Knight, Glenn Young outside, um, the two guys that I threw to. <laughs> and uh, and then we had uh, Michael Haddix, had uh, Danny Knight had and a run, as a running back. We had about five guys, you know, running the ball back there. So we had a really good backfield, two guys that could catch and could fly, and uh, some great guys up front. So we really moved the ball up and down the field that year. Do you like the movie Ten Cup? I do. I'm reminded of the uh, of the line in Tin Cup after one that we probably shouldn't say on the radio where he goes, <laughs> a gust from the gods. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 1983, yeah. perhaps a gust from the gods. Yeah. What was your vantage point? What was your perspective on the uh, the kick? <sighs> I was on our sidelines, which was, I guess, the um, uh, the south side of the stadium. Because it doesn't it face east and west. Yes, it does. It's one of those strange ones where right. the end zones are east and west. Yeah, so I guess we were on the south side, and when Artie hit, you know, not. Artie had already kicked a 52-yarder that year, so it's not like he didn't have the leg strength. So uh, we felt good about getting it down to, I think it was the 17, 18-yard line, and uh, I felt you know really good about him putting it through the uprights. And, and it had been, I mean, it was the storms were around because everybody was asking me in the huddle, you know, are they going to call the game? they going to call the game? I said, don't worry about it. Let's just keep moving the football. And uh, our sideline stood first because we thought it went through. Crosby kicking from the 16. Only a 26-yard kick. Crosby, a side saddle kicker, waiting for the snap. There it is. It is placed down. There's the kick. It turns. It turns. It is no good. Shreveport, here we come. (laughs) I don't believe it. Ball, the wind took it. It was straight up. It went to the left. It didn't even get to the goalpost. And then when it landed back where we snapped it from, the other side started jumping up and down. So, so it was it was that significant of a wind gust. Yes. Oh, it was incredible. And well, it and was thought, calm. Uh, we, we talked to David Kellum yesterday, the voice of the Rebels, and he said he was at that game as a, a college student or a high school student at the time and said, same way you described it. He said, you know, Mississippi State fans went crazy and then stopped, and then Ole Miss fans went crazy. Yeah. And he was in the opposite end zone watching, and he said, it was dead center. Oh, yeah, he nailed it. Nailed and then it. it wasn't. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. This is Fox on Justice. Google in the spotlight as an unredacted version of a lawsuit filed by Texas AG Ken Paxton on behalf of 15 states charges the company with rigging the online advertising market and squashing the competition. Google operates AdX, the largest electronic trading market for online ads in existence, processing 11 billion online ad spaces every day. The company also owns the largest buy side and sell side online 
online ad brokers and colluded with Facebook to maintain its competitive position. The result? Well, according to the suit, the company dominates the business, taking a 22 to 42% cut of all ad spending. One senior Google employee admitting the analogy would be if Goldman or Citibank owned the New York Stock Exchange. Google, for its part, says the lawsuit is riddled with inaccuracies. Jerry Willis, Fox News. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at one, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish—we enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. Good things with Rebecca Turner, weekdays starting at two p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi, and now on Amazon Alexa devices. This is House Call for Health. Drug overdose deaths in the United States topping 100,000 annually. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's National Center for Health Statistics releasing provisional data showing 100,306 overdose deaths during a 12-month period ending in April of this year. That's an increase of nearly 29% or more than 78,000 deaths from the same period the previous year. Many of the overdose increases came from synthetic opioids, primarily fentanyl, methamphetamine, cocaine, and natural and semi-synthetic opioids. The CDC says overdoses can be prevented using several strategies. Enhance linkage to care. Reduce high-risk prescription drug use. Increase distribution of and access to naloxone. That's a non-addictive, life-saving drug that can reverse the effects of an opioid overdose when administered in a timely manner. And increase access to risk reduction service. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health on Lisa Brady. Fox News. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. If you've opted to travel by train this holiday season, Jason Abrams with Amtrak clarifies the rules regarding vaccination status and masks. Passengers do not have to be vaccinated for travel, but it's a federal law to be wearing your mask for customers and employees in a station and on a train as well. Amtrak predicts they'll have around 800,000 riders across the country this holiday weekend alone. And one of the biggest shopping days of the year is the day after Thanksgiving. But don't forget about Small Business Saturday, which is the day after. It began in 2010 to help local businesses recover from the Great Recession and quickly grew into a Thanksgiving weekend tradition. American Express estimates that people spent $19.8 billion on last year's sales holiday, a small increase from the year before. For more Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Andy Davis. Jake Mangum here. I got a lot of love from Mississippi in my time with MSU. Fans, friends, family, and teammates gave me more support than I could have hoped for. Farm Bureau Insurance was one of my supporters then, and they continue to take care of me day-to-day as my insurance provider. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Trustmark checking fits you to a T. Use the My Trustmark app to bank anywhere from your truck to a tent. Make mobile payments at retailers from Tampa to Tacoma. And with new Plus checking, you'll even get discounts on trips. Trip? Oh, hey, you stole my line. You need Plus checking. It has identity theft protection too. Trustmark. People you trust, advice that works. Member FDIC. 
Super Talk Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. We don't hold back. We never shy away from telling you the truth. The most electrifying national talk show on air today. We have the most important guests and the biggest thinkers in America. Ben Shapiro, brutally breaking down the issues of the day. From politics to pop culture, we take a look at all of it. So don't miss out. Weeknights at 9. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. On Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. This week, are you more excited for the turkey or the egg? Getting you ready for the Egg Bowl. Sports Talk Mississippi. Now, here's more on the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and on Super Talk Mississippi. We roll on during Egg Bowl Week, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. One of the coolest parts about this week for us is uh, the willingness from former players from both sides of the rivalry, from Ole Miss and Mississippi State, being willing to visit with us and talk about some of their memories. And uh, former Ole Miss linebacker Walker Jones joins us right now. This is a guy that... In, in terms of Ole Miss athletics, has been a part of just about everything you can be a part of. He has worked in the administration. He's worked as an assistant coach. He worked with us at, uh, at Telesouth on the media rights side for a while. He's been involved in the sports world for a really long time. We don't care about any of that. We want to know about that time when he was on the field in the Egg Bowl. Walker, great to see you, man. What's up? Good to see you, buddy. Always good to see you, Richard. Big week, big week. It is a big week. So you grew up in and around this game and then had the opportunity to play in it. So big picture, what does the Egg Bowl mean to you? Well, yeah, Richard, I mean, being a Mississippi kid, you know, I was a third generation in the Egg Bowl. My father actually played at Mississippi State before he went to uh, went and fought the war uh, back in the 40s. And um, and then my father, you know, played in the late '60s in the Archie Manning years. Um, so I grew up in a house that had a ton of history in the Egg Bowl on both sides. And uh, you know, it was always a dream of mine to play in that game. Uh, I remember when it was at Jackson, Mississippi, at the at Veterans Memorial Stadium when they played it in Jackson. So I was a Jackson kid. So I think I went to as many. I was there when the wind blew the kick back on the immaculate deflection. Um, you know, in '83. So as a you know, eight-year-old kid. So I remember going to the games when they were in Jackson and then when they moved back to campus um, there, I think, in 91 or so. Yeah. Uh, so I've been, you know, part of the part of the game, you know, as an observer and then was fortunate enough to play it for four years. And it was everything I thought it would be and then some. Walker, you were a part of that time, the kind of the transition time at, at Ole Miss, com- coming off of probation, Tommy Tuberville trying to build a class and, and trying to kind of repair the Ole Miss football program. What about those guys that you came in with? Because there was a core group of you guys that over the course of four years kind of overachieved a little bit and and kind of took on the role of we're going to try and get this thing back. Yeah, Richard, it was a special group. You know, we had, I think what helped, we had a lot of Mississippi kids on that team that uh, grew up as Ole Miss fans. You know, Todd Wade, Eli Anning, Stuart Patridge, you know, Nate Wayne, um, just a lot of guys that, um, you know, really grew up around the school. And it meant something. It wasn't just a scholarship to play SEC football. It was a play. It was a chance to play at the University of Mississippi. And I think we had an enormous amount of pride 
Uh, we only lost one player. We got put on probation my freshman year for stuff that none of us had anything to do with. And we only lost one player, and that was a, a player from out of state. So everybody stayed true to the university um, and stuck with it, and we battled through it. You know, the probation we got was unheard of now. You know, no TV, no bowls, plus 13 scholarships a year for two years. You know, that's why guys like myself end up having to play linebackers. Myself, Brock Christ, and Nate Wayne. <laughs> we're all former high school quarterbacks, <laughs> so and we ended up having to play linebacker for two years. So, uh, but that's what made it. That's what made it special. Was a bunch of guys that that gave up for a bigger sacrifice to try to keep the program afloat. Coach Tuberville had a lot to do with that. He came in uh, and believed in us, and and really kind of you know uh, developed that us against the world mentality. You know, and it culminated finally our senior year of going over to Starkville and having to beat Mississippi State at Starkville to be able to go to a bowl game. You know, back then, seven wins wasn't good enough to get you in a bowl game. Yeah. Eight wins, you just barely could get in. And we were, you know, we had a chance to win our seventh game over there and go to a bowl game for the first time in our career. Um, so that Egg Bowl was the culmination of all that hard work and all that perseverance. And that's why it has such a special place for all of us. All right, so your four years, your four Egg Bowls, 94, 95, 96, 97, right? Yes. Okay, so... Two and two with both losses at home and both wins in Starkville. That's right. That's right. It feels right. like that never happens. I mean, we've kind of gotten into this rhythm, and it's changed a little bit in recent years, but so many times it feels like home field advantage is a massive thing. What was it about going there and being able to win a couple of times but not get it done at home? Yeah, it was crazy. You know, we uh, we went, you know, my freshman year, they were really good. They had a great team, and they beat us, I think, 17 to 14, beat us right at the end uh, in a close game. I don't remember the exact score, but it was, it was a close game. 21 17. And then my sophomore year, we went over there. And, you know, that was when Dew Innocent ran wild on them. Dew had, I think, 240-something yards rushing. Um, I had an interception, and we uh, we held them and, uh, in a low-scoring game. Then the, the next year, they came to Oxford in an absolute monsoon. I mean, it, it, was, it rained. There was two or three inches of water on the field. And we actually pitched a shutout on defense, didn't give up a point on defense, and lost, I think, 16 to nothing or something like that. Uh, they had two defensive touchdowns uh, in that game. Uh, so kind of a crazy game. Um, and then we go over there the next year, you know, with everything on the line. You know, that night in 97, it was Kiefer McGee who had passed away. It was his senior night, you know, that they were celebrating for him, unfortunately, with his untimely death. We were both uh, trying to get the seven wins to go to a bowl game. Uh, we had the big fight before the game, you know, pregame warm-up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, it was just there was so much. It was the most physical game I've ever played in. I mean, they had a running back JJ Johnson who was an absolute animal. Um, and we, I think, we scored the first drive of the game, and they didn't score again until you know twenty some seconds left when we went for two to beat them. So it was a, it was a crazy day. But again, for it to go the way it did after all we had gone through, yeah, I'll never forget that day. Never forget right. it. All right, so the, the two things that stand out, you mentioned the fight before the game started. So what started the pregame fight in 97, and what was your role in it? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, it was funny. You know, back then we stretched in groups. We didn't come out all together as a full team until the very end of warm-up. So linebackers, offensive line, defensive line, all of us, the big guys, were still in the locker room stretching when the only people we had on the field were our specialty, our receivers, running backs, DBs and quarterbacks and kickers, and their whole team ran on the field. I remember sitting in the locker room in that in that locker room above on the second floor there in the end zone, and just hearing the crowd go wild. 
And I remember they were showing the Vanderbilt-Tennessee game on the Jumbotron before the game, and I was like, well, Vanderbilt must be beating Tennessee or something. Why is the crowd going crazy? And our strength coach, Chris Mitchell, one of our strength coaches, who was a great player at Ole Miss, Chris Mitchell came flying around the door and said, get out there, they're fighting, they're fighting. And so we literally just run out the door, and I remember turning the corner to go down those steps, and it looked like a scene from Braveheart. I remember helmets flying and you know, <laughs> guys running all over the place, and Deuce McAllister knocked out one of their recruits right in front of us. Uh, and so by the time I got out there trying to get my helmet on, um, I'd left my helmet, and one of the trainers grabbed my helmet and threw it to me off the second step as I was trying to go back and get it, put my helmet back on, and you know, they kind of the highway patrolman had kind of broken it up by then. Um, Adam Bettis, one of our backup tight ends, got his ribs broken. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. Um, so unfortunately, I didn't get to, I didn't get to throw any punches. Uh, I got out there right after it happened, but it, it really set the tone. And, and we were outnumbered by about four to one. They had all their whole team out there. And we had about 30 guys out there. So, uh, but I think our guys held it. If you go back and look at the tape, our guys held their own for sure. All right, we got about a minute and a half left. Let's go to the end of the game. You guys have played pretty well defensively. You mentioned scored early, had the seven to nothing lead. Mississippi State's up fourteen to seven. You guys score the touchdown to make it fourteen thirteen. Matt Luke's told the story before that he that, that the offense wanted to go for it. You're on the other side of the ball. Are are you nervous at that point? Or are you like, heck yeah, let's go for it and try and win this game? Let's go for it. We were worn out. We've been trying to tackle J.J. Johnson all day. Uh, we were tired. We were beat up. Uh, it was a low-scoring game. And, you know, uh, the offense came over to the sideline. Matt's right about that. Matt Luke, all those guys, John Avery, Stewart, all of them came to the sideline and said, let's go win this thing right now, Coach. And I remember Noel Mazzoni, Tom, Coach Sutherland looked at Noel Mazzoni, the offense coordinator, and said, you got to play that'll work. He said, 100%, Coach, let's, let's do it. He called it, and Chris Stewart threw a great pass to Corey Peterson. He made one of his many great catches in his career. The Rebels appear to be going for two. Oh, my goodness. you got to love it. <laughs> From the three-yard line is where the ball will be placed. Rebel coaches to our right, standing there staring out. Little nerves here. Ole Miss goes for it. Panthers is in a shotgun. Looking for the snap. Rebels trying to do it here. There's the snap, looking to throw. But he got it. Peterson, a yard deep, makes the catch. The Rebels lead. 15-14. We were going to win or lose right there. And, uh, again, after all we had been through, to go out that way was, was really special. So I'll never But then it. you guys had to go back out on the field one more time, didn't you? Didn't you have to get a stop? Yeah, we did. We actually went back out on the field because they had about 30 seconds left. In the first play, we had 12 guys on the field. And so we get a 15-yard uh, penalty on the first play. Uh, because we had we had the wrong defensive personnel called, and then they so they got about to about midfield, and then Matt White, uh, one of your old cohort, Matt White, to try to throw a a fade route into cover two, and Timmy Strickland picked it off on about our thirty yard line to seal the game. Otherwise, they would have had a chance to kick a field goal if they had completed that. There've been a lot of uh, crazy ones, and who knows? Maybe we're in for another crazy one on uh, on Thursday night, Thanksgiving night. Walker, always appreciate your time. Great to see you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Look forward to seeing you soon. Same to you, Richard. Take care. Best of the family. Good talking to you, buddy. Thanks, man. Former Ole Miss linebacker Walker Jones, 2-2 two and two in Egg Bowls. Won both in Starkville. Lost both in Oxford. He joined us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. We will be right back.
This is where the story of your state gets told each day. We're proud to cover the Magnolia State like nobody else. Super Talk. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Take a pause. Oh, hold on. Let me grab that. Take a pause. Hello? All right, Baxter. Let me get back to you. Now, what if your dog could call you at any time that they wanted to? Dr. Ileana Hersky-Douglas at the University of Glasgow has been working on that. There are already plenty of gadgets that let you talk to your dog remotely, but the doctor wanted to come up with a device that lets the dogs do the dialing. Animals can be active users of technology. She said she put a device inside a ball and connected that to her laptop at home so when her dog, Zach, would shake that ball, the laptop would come on and dial into her at work with a video call. When we first demonstrated the ball to him, he got like a, a bit confused, he whined a bit. Um, but after that, he was perfectly fine with it. Dog phone isn't ready for market yet, but soon you may be able to knick-knack, patty-whack, give the dog a phone. Take a pause. Jill Nato, Fox News. Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. With 12 stations covering all 82 counties, if it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. This is Poll Perry with Fox News Director of Polling, Dana Blandon. Gas prices are at a seven-year high. No wonder most, 72%, say prices at the pump pose a financial hardship for their family. Our Fox News survey also asked, what should President Biden do to bring down prices? A majority says, take action. Relax regulations on domestic drilling or open strategic oil reserves. But one in four says, do nothing. Either keep costs high to discourage people from driving or let the market decide prices. A third of voters believe Biden is happy about higher gas prices because it'll spur use of alternative energy. A recent comment from White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki explains why they might think that. Look, our view is that the rise in gas prices over the long term makes an even stronger case for doubling down our investment and our focus on clean energy options. But it's hard to believe Biden's happy given the 10-point drop in his approval rating. I'm Dana Blanton. That's your poll Puri. One of the things I enjoy most about raising catfish is the end result, the fish on the truck headed to the plant. I like that because we raised a good product with a, with a good team and a good uh, result from, from all the hard work that we've done. I'm Terry Cruz, and I'm proud to be your 2020 Arkansas Catfish Farmer of the Year. We all have to eat. So if you're going to eat, eat U.S. farm-raised catfish. 
The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. From the Magnolia State to the world, you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, Mississippi at supertalk.fm. This show was previously recorded. Okay. Let's go. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Thanks for joining us. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, and Michael Borky with you on the first day of April. Thanks for being with us. Uh, tough day to be Giancarlo Stanton for the New York Yankees. 0 for 5 on opening day with three strikeouts, and he just got booed in Yankee Stadium on opening day. That bum. Didn't he get booed in his very first game with the Yankees? You can't you can't cut these guys any slack. You gotta get them used to how things are in New York. Yeah. They should have booed him when he signed. For two hundred and fifty or seventy five or three hundred million or whatever the number was. Whatever it was. See, yeah. I, I can't decide if I think those people are insane or also kinda right. Because on one hand, it's baseball. I, I mean, you've got guys throwing cutters that are 100 miles an hour that that move seven inches, you know, in one direction. I'm, I'm glad you said that, Borky. The the Blue Jays just brought in their fifth pitcher of the game, and he's throwing 97, 98, 99 with movement, plus has a slider and a changeup, and was just painting. Yeah, and the Yankees are never going to win another game. So, Jeez, Louise, game over, three to two. Blue Jays win. The Blue Jays win. So, oh, and one sixty-two. Here yes, you put a fork in them, they're done. So, but going zero oh and five in that situation, I mean, understandable. <laughs> but also, when you're a three hundred million dollar athlete, you're kind of expected to perform. Yeah, here's an idea: don't go for five, and you won't get booed. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, fans are fans. They're crazy. When you get a hit tomorrow or next game, I guess it's not tomorrow. It would be Saturday, right? Who cares when they play again? Yeah, and whatever. But hey, they're going to lose. For you. And that's probably not the best if you're a player to go 0 for 5 and get booed on your first game. But when you're making $300 million, who cares? I'm looking for a new team. Who's winning today? Richard is like Randy Quaid in Major League Two over here. The Phillies are beating the Braves right now. And I am watching it. See, 
here's the so I, I remember we talked about this a few weeks ago and I said baseball fans are gonna find out on opening day that they can't watch their team and they're gonna be really mad. Well, that's happening today because Sinclair is a joke and they own all of these regional sports networks that they rebranded and it looks great, but nobody can watch it. I'm watching it on an illegal stream right now. So it didn't didn't inspire me to switch networks, Sinclair. All I'm doing is streaming your game on a website that you can't monetize. Sorry. Reddit for the win with the Valley's Braves Network or whatever it is. Valley Sports. Yeah. Um, Blake in the Delta sends us a message, says, Blue Jays plus 165 on the money line. Good way to start April. That's a great way to start, yeah. Yeah, and it was. And I tell you what, if you're like a a go-against-the-public guy, like 89 92% of the the money line and the run line bets on Yankees, Blue Jays were on the Yankees, and like 92 to 97% of the bets were on the over. That would be the Blue Jays and the under as your winners on opening day. Uh, Sean and Brandon on the Ceasefire text line. Know you guys get some grief about your perceived coverage of USM sports, but it seems like, especially in the last few months, there's been a concerted effort to cover the Eagles more, and I am grateful. I've especially enjoyed listening to all the baseball coaches on Monday's SMTTT. Sean, thanks for that, man. I uh, appreciate appreciate you sending that. Well, we, we have we just had we, Leach we, on. We should we should get Will Hall on. Try to get him on next week. Yeah, they're uh, either wrapping up or have wrapped up spring practice, and so certainly we'll uh, we'll look forward to that coming up. Um, couple of other notes. Grateful for Thunder and Lightning podcast. Brian and Joel are a joy to listen to every morning on my commute to work. That's from Chris in Starkville. Thank you, Chris. We appreciate that. Isn't that great? He gets both commutes down with our content. That's a lot of Brian Haydad in one day. Yeah. I mean, look at the camera. You get all the Brian Haydad you want right here. (laughs) In orange, no less. That's right. This show was previously recorded. Thousands of Bulldog fans have subscribed to the Thunder and Lightning podcast. Have you? On each episode, Brian Haydad and Joel Coleman give you an inside look at your Mississippi State Bulldogs. The Thunder and Lightning podcast is free and available on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Thunder and Lightning on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thunder and Lightning from Supertalk Mississippi. Covering the Bulldogs like no one else. A Supertalk Mississippi media production.